what's going on? <clears throat> should I get into the mania stuff or should I just fucking get into some of the fucking discourse that's going on first? I feel like I should just get that shit out of the way first uh, before I get into the mania. Cause I mean, listen, WrestleMania. I I I, did, I I I was honestly gonna scrap just doing the entire fucking recap. Cause I did like a lot of like you know like it was like a lot of pages of fucking notes. But the thing is, like, one of the worst nights of WrestleMania, you know what I mean? Like, if this were just, like, a regular WrestleMania, this would have been, like, one of the worst WrestleManias. But, like, because now there's night two, now you can pick and choose what is what from wherever it goes, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, hold on one second, let me, um, hold on one second, uh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um. Let me just finish my fucking... Let me do the check marks for the fucking whatever I thought was gonna, you know. Uh, hold on. Uh, hold on. One second. Alright, so, um... Yeah, so, I mean, let me just get to some of this stuff. Thing is, I can't keep up with all of the fucking Cody Rhodes fucking... Dude, it's like it's like his own fucking storyline of all the fucking shit you do to basically make a fucking... To make a... Like, just, like the storyline is now, like, all the stuff that Cody's saying in these interviews. These have become, like, storylines in, them, in themselves. I should pay attention more to the storylines. But these guys do, like, 40, 50 fucking interviews. And then they have so much fucking discourse to keep up with. And, and these are, I'm not going to summarize all the fucking interviews. And then people get mad that I'm not crediting the right fucking interviewer for whatever interview. Because these guys do so much fucking interviews. That all I can really say is that a lot of the stuff that Cody is doing is designed to fucking be um, pointed out as hypocrisy. Now, I'm, I'm like one of the only few fucking people. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm the only one, but that's probably why I don't have as much access as everyone else does. And it's probably for the better anyways that I don't have the fucking access. No way I would fucking want to fucking pretend like all the stuff they do is fucking completely fucking real, especially in the real life shit. But, like, constantly pointing out that, you know, Cody Rhodes is a hypocrite. It's like, dude, this guy's whole fucking design has been copied off of what Triple H and all of them fucking do, basically. Like, like, like one of the quotes is he said that Triple H is his favorite. Thing is, that could actually be true. That Even when he went to AEW and was doing the throw, like, all that stuff reeked of him and Brandy trying to do their own version. I always thought that it was them mocking what Triple H and Stephanie kind of were or whatever. But like so, so, so like so, so now him saying that Triple H is his favorite wrestler is kind of like it'll be revealed that when you go back to WWE, you kind of have to bow down and fucking start admitting that like Triple H and all these guys are your favorites. This is also fucking like like you know what I mean. But at, at at its core, Triple H could honestly be one of his favorite wrestlers in the sense that like because Triple H, this is man, at his core, he has a great mind for the fucking business. It, it, you know, because you wouldn't think, like, they'll give it to you, they'll tell you that in the most limited ways possible, where it's 100% praise of on-surface stuff, but, like, if you go by my train of thought of whatever's happening, where, like, people are supposed to look like fucking assholes in quote-unquote real life, and all that kind of shit, and, like, the overall design of how this is supposed to go, like, because WWE is, like, even though, like, they're, 
like you know making like the most money right now ever and doing great fucking attendance for all these big events and all that kind of stuff but the obviously the quality of the program has been gone to shit and you know what I mean? And people will justify the money and the rating and not, not yeah, the ratings they'll justify as well. The money they're getting from all these T V deals, the attendance and all that kind of stuff as a reason why like that all the criticism is fucking minute basically. But the thing is the the criticism is supposed to fucking exist there because like they literally have dumbed down their fucking programming for the last fucking three or four years. I mean you could say it's been an overall trajectory, but they allowed AEW, in my personal opinion, because trust me, if WWE didn't want AEW to even get to any of the level at that, they could have put a kibosh on a lot of it. Just like I think they put a kibosh on a lot of other fucking things that weren't supposed to fucking get, you know, traction, like an ROH or a, or a fucking Impact and all that kind of shit, or any of their mom-and-pop shop that was trying to fucking upstart after, the ad, after, like, the Monday Night War shit fucking ended, right? But the fact that AEW exists, it's like, to me, it, it, it serves as, like, you know, a, a, like, a, a real fucking actual brand that's, like, completely separate from them, even though they might have connection to it. Like, Cody's whole, to me, Cody's whole design since leaving the fucking company and coming back has been, like, uh, by design on some fucking level, right? But now because AEW is probably going to overtake WWE as far as, like, being the fans' favorite wrestling promotion and all that kind of shit, it also fucking serves as fucking angles for to be done if Cody does end up going back to AEW down the fucking line. It's like they're working angles while he's getting the WWE bag. And now, like, everyone thinks by pointing out his hypocrisy, you just discover plutonium. You mean a wrestler fucking with hip- a hypocrite? You mean public figure? Like, are, are people ever going to fucking get out of this whole fucking... I guess it's all for, you know, social media bump and all that kind of shit and all the clout chasing and social climbing. That, like, the easiest way to fucking do it is pointing out how somebody going at someone is a hypocrite. It's, like, it's, it's designed to do that. So you're constantly having people, at, you know, you know, you're constantly having ammo against other fucking people. Like, if I called out somebody that someone can point out my problematic behavior from the past... And then, you know what I mean, people won't take me fucking seriously, and then people won't take that person seriously because they also did problematic shit. The people that will be pointing it out are also problematic, they're social climbers and all that. So this whole fucking Cody Rhodes thing is just fucking becoming a lot more fucking shitty. You know what I mean? Just like just a discourse around it, and, and, and these companies fucking do that on fucking purpose. These companies do that on fucking purpose for the, you know, to, to get everyone all up in arms about every single fucking thing. I've never seen more people who claim they don't watch WWE or care about WWE and not gonna fucking watch it suddenly fucking have the most fucking opinion because somebody from fucking WWE, someone from, uh, um, uh, from, from, uh, AEW left WWE. And it's kind of gonna show you that, like, some of the booking decisions that Tony Khan has made are not really as strong as people fucking think. You know what I mean? Because everyone's blaming, you know, again, and and, and a lot of the booking that Cody did, like, I, I think whatever Cody was going to do was by design. I think he was already decided, like, the especially the last year with that whole fucking, you know, that speech he made um, about, like, his, about his daughter being born. She's, like, half black, half white. Even, like, even though, like, it was ill-timed and he did, he, he, he'll say it's ill-timed and now people are giving leeway to it for him coming to WWE now by saying that he wasn't even saying that like 
he did something like uh, like you know to um to like you know uh, heal race relations. He was basically saying that like b- being an interracial marriage and having a having a mixed daughter, like you know um you know it, it wasn't even allowed back then, and now he has that. So like he was doing, even though like, I still think that he was doing it on purpose for the pur- for people to fucking you know even though the genuine shit over genuine shit that he's talking about. I think by design, by doing it in the time that he did it, in praising the U.S. after, like, so many fucking, you know, after, like, you know, the morale of fucking the U.S. has been at its lowest and all that kind of shit. It was, yeah, of course it was tone deaf, but, like, now he can just say that he made the mistake, even though the mistake was designed to be made. And, and, and again, and all the same people that are like, oh, Cody knows what he's doing, the AEW shows. Are now the ones that are acting like, uh, like oh, the, these guys uh, said let, let it play out, let let them turn a heel or something like, like dude, he just turned fucking heel by going back to the WWE. People have to fucking realize that these guys don't play by regular fucking rules. They can fucking work people all the time, and you and you wouldn't count on the fucking you know sports entertainer fucking media outlets, especially on Twitter, who fucking get the most fucking visibility and access and all that. You wouldn't expect them to fucking actually fucking acknowledge that because they're too busy working their own fucking angles. That's like the Hamilton parody we're fucking in where now fucking, you know, media outlets are fucking having feuds with other fucking people and all that. You know, it, it, just, it just gets fucking, it just, it just gets fucking, you know, nuts with how, uh, you know, the, the people go about doing this shit, really. You know, and Cody's talking about like uh, wrestling being a love letter, and then the Bucks, and then the Bucks obviously take a fucking count going, uh, two two kids from South SoCal building, um, um, building someone from the ground up was never gonna be a romantic story enough for you. It's like, dude, like, like, can these guys? Like, okay, fine. Like, I mean, listen, you know, do whatever you want to do, but like, it's like you're like these guys help fuel more toxic fucking bullshit and uh, brand loyalty. And people who pretend like they're not like, like oh I'm like people who are clearly shilled when they when there's a heavy night of them shilling that like like they're not proud of themselves you know you can tell they're not proud of themselves right so what they do is then after like they're done shilling they will then make uh, dial it back by going oh like you know uh, I'm a fan of professional wrestling man and I just want to see a good product. Even if it's WWE, it's basically basically they're dialing it back so they can now pretend like they are giving it a fair chance when they're not going to give it a fair chance whatsoever. Like they're not going to give anything a fucking fair chance. It's just going to be at the behest. So they're making it seem like that because because again it's becoming way too obvious that Tony Khan is fucking getting a is getting fucking more of his foot soldiers to fucking do his work for him. The same people that will make subtle disses to if they don't get their way with the fucking what, what goes on in AEW if the, in the discourse and all that kind of stuff, then like you know what I mean. But ultimately, these guys are fucking shills, and I and, and I don't trust a lot. I, again, like okay, with the cold, you, the thing is, it's like you want to fucking be away from this shit, but the thing is because like these guys want to be the most visible, they'll take it offensively if you don't take their opinions seriously. Because they they look at it like oh I'm connected and I'm I have access so because of that you have to take my opinion seriously so and and my, and and my opinion can't be questioned at all like I because I because you 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 don't want to fucking act like you're you're compromised on any fucking level but a lot of people are 
And, and, and I wouldn't care if it was just genuinely just internet fucking opinion and all that. But the fact that, like, I do think that these companies fucking do, uh, these companies do employ people to do that, it fucking shows you that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it does show you that, um, the, the, like, you know, like, like everyone on any level is fucking compromised and, 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 and no one's going to fucking give two shits about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and anything that Cody's fucking saying is going to be designed to be fucking, you know, heel shit. Because, again, the, the the hate for Cody and Brandy is under limited fucking guys as well. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, oh, his advice to the AEW roster who want to come over to WWE, not everyone can be a star. There's a difference between working, you know, you, you have to be committed to it. There's a difference between working one day a week the, 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 compared to working the fucking tough, grueling schedule. And then when he was in AEW, he was putting over the fucking schedule, leniency and AEW and all that kind of stuff. So basically kind of giving a warning that, like, you better not, like, like you, like, you, like in, in a way, he's kind of saying don't come to WWE on some level, right? Because you're going to put it out like, like, like that way. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to put it out that way, you know, it just come, comes across condescending. And then people are going, oh, well, he's saying he's not going to talk trash about... Anything that's being said in these interviews is going to be used. Anything, like, like him saying that he doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to reference Stardust. That he does the reference of Stardust. Him not wanting to use Dusty, D- Dusty Rhodes as his fucking... Uh, uh, like, he, he, I pointed it out when he left WWE. That when he was talking about how he doesn't want to use Dusty's name to always bring up and all that as, as a part of a fucking story and all that. Yet his whole existence afterwards was about being about... Like, even in interviews. Not I'm talking about the storyline, but it's all, it's all about fucking Dusty. So, like, like, Cody Rhodes is clearly designed to be a fucking liar. And I, I'm surprised more people who think they discover plutonium whenever they point out his hypocrisy are acting like they're doing something new. Like, these public, like these public figures don't know what they're fucking doing. But this is the problem with how people have trained people to think how public figures are. Like, oh, my God, can you believe they fucking were a hypocrite and they lied about this? Yeah, they are fucking, they're, they're designed to do that in this new era of fucking bullshit. Like, you're not pointing out anything fucking new. Let me see what the advice was again. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, hold on, let me see. Said, I would only give someone honest advice. That might be right for somebody. This is right for me. I don't know when the first. I think I know those people will be because these certain people who fit the superstar mode. thing is, is like that might be the next design of the storyline where some of the people that might be on Team Cody and AEW might start fucking transferring. Because, I mean, the Nightmare family thing is still going to be working. Uh, he's still going to be running that. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, 
But, I mean, there's definitely going to be reason why people eventually cross over. And that's going to cause more fucking beef and all that. I'd only give honest advice that might be for somebody. This was right for me. I don't know who when the first. I think of, of those people because there are certain people who fit their superstar mode. And I think uh, how the types might um, might be and when they ask. I'm going to give them the best advice I possibly can. I can say, though, the schedule here, at least the schedule I have for the first time, I'm not sure... I'm I'm is not is not is not for the non-committed. You can be you can be one foot. You can be one foot. It's all a full commitment. You're getting you're not getting paid to work one day a week. That's not that's not that's not knocking anyone who else is. That might be the biggest shock and change the structure. So I mean, he's giving you like an actual honest look that like, but like I guess because he's being condescending that like, oh, it, it, you like like be, being in the WWE is like the biggest fucking thing you can fucking do, and it, it, it's all about fucking. I mean, it, it's not it's not all about fucking commitment. Also, it's all about how fucking the people behind the scenes also treat you as well. You know what I mean? Like you could like you could literally work all the days you can, but. You're giving the basic advice, but you know, and and with the rumors that MJ, uh, with the rumors of you know MJF talking about leaving in two thousand twenty four, like that one, and because MJF is one of Cody's uh, good friends in real life, so you know that could fucking also be that MJF does end up going WWE down the line, because because there are going to be people that are going to fucking you know. Start hate. There's gonna be people that are, that are gonna start hating Tony Khan's way of doing things. You know what I mean? They're already building that up a, lo- a, a long while. Even though this is all fucking you know designed you know to happen and all that. Uh, what else was there? Um, yeah, the, the, then Dax and Mark Madden started getting into fucking shit. You know, going on, like dude, like like listen, I like I like I like Dax. And I understand his passion for pro wrestling and people taking from their livelihood. But this whole spiel online, like, dude, Mark Madden, who you're going at, like, no one's, no one cared about Mark Madden when he was on fucking Nitro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why would you fucking give a shit? Like, why would you go this buck over Mark Madden fucking thing? Let me see on Mark Madden. Let me see. So he goes, so hold on a second, so Mark Madden goes, uh, so Mark Madden goes, WrestleMania is when WWE annually reminds everyone that that's the, that that's a real show. So even though, like, because, you know, the funny thing is Mark Madden would fucking be, he should be one of the guys that shit on WWE, first off, right? So, like, now because these guys aren't being called by AEW, to, you know what I mean? I bet you some of these guys thought they would be included in AEW because they might be WCW alum or have some investors. So now they're going to be extra shitty towards what AEW does, right? 
So somebody goes real show. I don't even know what that means. I already had the best match of the weekend, though. Bianca and Lynn, so second best. Our Tribeca Film Festival doesn't fix real movies to you. You know what I mean? And then he goes, best match does not matter. A sold-out football stadium does. That's what a real show means, Mark. He calls, so he calls out Mark, so then, uh, I mean, the guy is, Mark Madden is Mark, so he calls someone else Mark, and then uh, Dax just goes, Mark, Mark I'm not going to mute you, I'm going to mute you after this, because I do have a small amount of, see, again, why would you go attack the guy, then go, I'm going to mute you after this, like, you're looking for, like, you're literally, like, you could just ignore this shit, whatever, but okay, but whatever, he goes, I do have a small amount of respect for you, to, to, but to bury a three-year-old company unsolicited who's trying to make professional wrestling better for fans and wrestlers shows, you're a true mark. I just made my daughter breakfast, having coffee with my beautiful wife, and have a, a, a heat pad on my neck so I can, so I can just walk today. Cause I work my ass off to have the best match to bring attention to pro wrestling and two great companies. For you to downplay that work ethic by saying we're not a real show makes you almost a shit. I mean, listen, I understand the slight, but like, dude, it's Mark fucking Madden. Makes you almost a shit human being in my book. However, I've met you in real life. I know the respect you have for wrestling, so I'm not going to let it affect or ruin my day. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll continue to work my ass off. I'll continue to put, put heat on my back and continue to bring attention to all wrestling, though. Best match every chance I get because I love this shit. Anyways, enjoy your day. I'm going to take my daughter to the park. Like, dude, like, like I mean, listen, like, I, like, I understand, like, there's a slight, you get annoyed with that, but, like... Like, maybe there's more to this, you know what I mean? But, like, holy shit, man. Like, like, like no wonder all the fucking accounts online are fucking insufferable. The wrestlers the wrestlers themselves have become insufferable with, like, nonstop squabbles going on and all that. Like, people are fucking... People are really getting tired of, like, you know, Buff Bagwell's, you know... I'm not gonna say horse shit. Or anything like that, but people think that he's not being as genuine. They they think he's hitting all the fucking like the typical things that the progressive wrestling fan wants to hear, right? So he supports trans, he supports gay people. Okay, cool, whatever. Right? Even though there's a lot of people that are fucking being bothered by that because they think he's pandering, and he could be. But it's like you act like the people who are anti woke are not pandering to other fucking people as well, whatever. So now he's like doing. He, now he's just running down the fucking typical internet shit. So now he's like, oh, I wonder why. I wonder why Vince, why Pat McAfee or someone gets a WrestleMania payoff, and uh, someone like Finn Balor doesn't. So people people don't even think that he knows who Finn Balor is. But it's like he's in the wrestling industry he probably has an idea who the fuck he is but i mean is his like you know concern genuine or not and then of course he mentions you know when when the undertaker did he, he goes did he mention what he did to chris canyon as part of one of his wacky stories and all that kind of shit so you're like you know uh so like you know i mean and that's that's a genuine thing because i mean the, the people keep fucking praising undertaker for you know for the work that he's done, obviously. But it's like, you've made it obvious about the shitty things that he's done over the last uh, the last while during his career. And you also correlate that with his support for Blue Lives Matter and d- donating to Den Crenshaw and all that kind of shit. And, and, and you know, so you so the thing is, like, I, I wonder if, like, Buff Bagwell actually feels like this. Or if he's just fucking, like, he's legit just fucking trying to get as much fucking internet fucking thing. I bet you any money could be living in a parody fucking world that is going to end up being that buff, like, that, that he doesn't really mean any of this. And he's just trying to fucking win woke points so he can be, because again, they have to make it seem like in order for you to be accepted in society, that you have to fucking, uh, 
pander to the fucking quote unquote woke people when in general when in general you can fucking profit a lot um, even though they make it seem like they're the victims and every fucking thing but you can literally profit just as even more so being somebody that's fucking bigoted and being ignorant and fucking you know um, marking off fucking typical fucking you know new age new age conservatism type of fucking bullshit with the anti-wokeness and all that kind of stuff you know, it is what it is. Part of me wonders if that whole, like, like the thing is, like, the way that Canyon was talking about it on the Stern Show, it was like he was trying to work a fucking angle out of it. And maybe he just didn't catch traction, so then he kind of just got left by the wayside. But, like, you don't even know if, like, any of those things were, to, like, like, maybe it was a design for that to be addressed down the line. You know, I'm not saying that he wasn't treated like that. But I remember when, like, you know, I... When I started realizing that, like, you know, a lot of these fucking fraternity types, like, mafia types in these organizations do homoerotic stuff, I used to think, like, how can there, how can he be hated for being gay when, like, you know, Vince McMahon most likely, you know, has done, you know, has done gay shit or Pat Patterson's, like, one of his best friends and all that. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, the, it's, it's like a typical Republican version of, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, the new age conservatism where, like, oh, look, the Republicans hate gay people, so if, like, you know, they're cool, if Vince McMahon's cool with a gay person, that must mean that he must not fucking hate gay people at all whatsoever. But it's like, you know, these, these fucking type of republic, these type of fucking right-winger type of dudes who are, like, you know, in these, in, in these fraternity-like mafia shit, like, they could fucking, you know, engage in fucking, you know, um, you know, uh, in gay stuff, and then, you know, still fucking hate fucking people who are out of the closet being who they are, because they're not manly enough or something like that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very nuanced in a way, but, but, but the thing is, you're, you're never gonna get fucking any answers from, uh, you, like, you're never gonna, gonna get, like, you know, like, the real answer, because, again, because anything that's conspiratorial is, like, often, you know, in, in right-wing fucking circles and all that kind of shit, you know? I don't know. But overall, listen, night two of Mania was, like, not my bag, but... I gotta give people, I gotta give Speedball Mike Bailey props, because I didn't get to see all of his fucking matches that he's done, there was way too much fucking shows, honestly, I should've just, I honestly should've skipped Night 2 of Mania and just caught up with other fucking shows, maybe, because again, like, you know, he just, you know what I mean, but that, you know, that guy, Mike Bailey, he fucking wrestled, like, 9 to 10 matches during the weekend, I, I thought Briscoe's, like, at least had, like, four or five at least, right? Like, th th these guys were all over the fucking way. They did Impact, they did ROH, they did GCW, they did the Mark Hitchcock, uh, is it Mike Hitchcock or Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show? I mean, I'm sure they did other fucking things. I don't know, man, it was just, it was just fucking crazy, but... I, again, I don't know if I can watch... Again, I keep saying I don't know if I can watch WWE, but, I mean, Night 2 completely ruined whatever fucking goodwill that they had with Night 1 to me, you know what I mean? Uh, let me go off about other things right now. Let me see other things right here. Um, the Grammys happened. Again, I, I wasn't keeping up. I should have fucking watched that. It seemed... I, I much rather would have fucking... I much, much, much rather would have fucking seen uh, uh, Doja Cat uh, come to the stage after taking a piss. Like, right... Like, you know what I mean? That, that seemed more entertaining than half the fucking shit I saw with Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon and all that bullshit. Like one of the, I'll I'll get into my thoughts about that in a second, but you know I couldn't keep with the Grammys. I know like you know Br Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac, 
they won some uh, some album. I know Tyler the Creator won some album, some some awards. Uh, I had no idea that John Baptiste, you know, the guy who, you know, he's like, he, he, he is like a respected musician, you know what I mean? But he's like, you know, you, if you're a mainstream guy, you'll know him from Stephen Colbert's, uh, you know, uh, you know, his, his late night show, whatever, right? But he won album of the year for, for I forget what, what, what category, I don't know, man, they just, I don't know, man. There's so much going on. I know Louis C.K., again, uh. To all the comedians that are fucking, you know, talking about how they're the victims of cancellation and all that. What they call Louis C.K. won a fucking Grammy for his uh, comedy album. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like this guy's still winning awards after fucking, you know, doing what he did. And he probably got himself canceled on purpose because he wanted to be a fucking heel. But I don't want to hear about any fucking... Co- I mean, it's not going to stop them because a lot of these comedians that are not funny... Who are like, you know, who don't do well with their fucking act anyways. The whole thing is to fucking just complain about, um, you know, people, um, you know, trying to quote unquote censor comedy or something like that. And I'm not even saying that doesn't exist, but like, the guys who lead the fucking charge are some of the worst fucking people. So then some people who are just comedians are now, you know, uh, have to take the comedian's fucking side. Like, I never see such a cult fucking like behavior. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, it's like, it, 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 it is a fucking mafia, but then they act like, well, I'm just a fucking comedian. But it's like, then, okay, if you're just a comedian, then, then, then why are you taking it seriously if somebody doesn't fucking like your brand of fucking comedy then? Especially if you're not fucking good. Like, 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 like Jimmy Dore is doing fucking, uh, the stuff like he's he, he he and Michael Tracy are mocking an NYT per reporter, and I'm not even saying this girl like uh what what's her name Lorenz or something like that. So, I'm not even saying that she's she's like fucking you know like a uh, a saint because anyone who works for New York Times has to be some kind of has to be sketchy on some level, right? But like he's mocking her for complaining about being targeted online, and a lot of the targets online are people that are paid to target you. But it's funny that he's the one that's acting like he's mocking that he's mocking that. Yet he's constantly talking about how he's targeted by people online because we pointed out that that he's defending a white supremacist and um, that dude, whatever you know, what I mean the guy, you know. I mean, you can't say that he's a white person because, again, he, you know, they can literally sue you for that, whatever. But from my interpretation, um, I thought the guy, you know, was hanging around with fucking problematic fucking people. And it seemed like his intentions were uh, were not fucking, you know, the, 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 were the best as it, as it was being presented. And yet, what's it called? Jimmy Dore will defend that type of shit. And people calling him out for that. But that means that he's being targeted as well. He'll complain about that nonstop. The people that act like they're, like they're the most manly men and all that kind of stuff, and like like Bill Maher is fucking. I I, I knew he would have a field day with. Uh, he couldn't wait for the. He I guarantee you a lot of comedians wanted that Will Smith shit to go down because now they have another fucking gimmick. I don't know what they're fucking complaining about. Now you just what the call the got more attention on the fucking comedians' plight. Even even though the, the comedians that are complaining are good, like the ones that are being most vocal about this shit are going to be the ones that get exposed for their domestic abuse or their sexual assault shit. Because, again, you, you got to remember, Bill Maher fucking turned, turned like, into this new fucking age uh, of becoming, quote-unquote, more conservative. Like, you know, in, in his rhetoric, like, he's, he's acting like the typical, like, oh, I never changed. Yeah, I know, you've always been a shithead. 
And, and even people that fucking think that he's, like, being clever and all that. But the thing is, even people that are defending Will Smith and Jada, it's like, the people that are also defending them are also working at the behest of powerful people to counter other powerful people. And it's all fucking limited, in, 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 under limited fucking guise, if that makes fucking sense. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, he's using that, that like you know, v- silence is violence and all that kind of stuff. But he's like, oh, what about? See again, see because of the because of the, because of the, the limited defense of, of what's going on, you're basically handing over to these fucking right leaning comedians like Bill. And Bill Moore is a right leaning comedian. Don't let him fool you into thinking that he is actually a fucking left fucking guy. Like, it, it, like it's funny that guys like Jimmy Dore, like Jimmy Dore is like, oh, I'm not fooled by this Russia Gate story. Oh, I'm skeptical. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. Mainstream media has fucking lie and they, they, they make everything theatrical. But it's funny that like, a person that fucking brags about how he's the only one who didn't buy into Russiagate and all that, like suddenly he's able to fucking buy into the kayfabe of a fucking sports entertainment storyline designed for fucking people to now use it for all fucking angles for their own little fucking battles they have online and all that. Because again, the ones that are, the, the ones that are, are being the most vocal are actually ones that are fearing that they're gonna fucking pay the price because they may have done something physically or mentally to other fucking people, and they're just fucking backtracking now a little bit to make it seem like they could be targets for their jokes. Trust me, no one's gonna slap Jimmy Dore for any of the jokes he fucking says. No one even knows what, and no one knows what Jimmy Dore fucking jokes about. He he, he, he there's not been a memorable bit from this fucking guy in 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 in. in a long fucking time, alright? So, please spare me that fucking bullshit. And then, and, and then, and then, you know, what was it called by, you know, uh, like, you know, what, what else? Bill Maher, what Bill Maher, like, a few weeks ago described as manly man shit is what Will Smith, like, I'm not saying what, like, because Will Smith slapped somebody, but, you know, was, was like the most manly shit ever. But Bill Maher was the one that was, like, describing, like, what, oh, how women, how, how uh, you know, uh, men are complaining they don't get dates and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I mean, I don't think many people really give a shit if they get dates now, you know what I mean? Like, especially with how the social media presents relationships, I wouldn't want to be, I'm glad that I'm not a desirable, and that's probably for the best. But, like, but what he, but he was describing men being men and all that. Men can't be men anymore. And, and, that, and what Will Smith did fits under your category of what men would do, right? So I don't understand why you're bitching about it after fucking complaining about men not being men. So I guess Bill Maher's not as manly as he was advertising, I guess, right? And then, and, 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 and then he was, and, and then he was also the downplaying, uh, like he was basically again this the story this whole story about like Hunter Biden, oh my God the mainstream media covered it up, but it's like okay because the mainstream media it's it's the same thing with WWE like people think by pointing out something that the that WWE does or the mainstream media does that like they go oh I'm the only one like you like you you don't think that what the call they're doing that by design because it gives. Other like the, the the mainstream media these, these institutions, they're already funding other fucking things beneath the surface to counter them, even though it's limited in what they can do. 
And the reason why I'm pointing that out is because by making it seem like, oh my god, you, no one was allowed to talk about the Hunter Biden story. I don't know. Um, I was on social media and all these, which are corporate fucking run platforms, all fucking discussing uh, about Hunter Biden. I, I, I couldn't, I, I heard more about Hunter Biden online than I, the, 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 than anything else on the fucking planet. But they, they make it seem because mainstream media has, and mainstream media is already fucking discredited anyways. Like even though like like they they have visibility, it's basically the aesthetic that you have. So like when somebody goes to a mainstream media outlet, that's the symbolism that that they need for someone to quote unquote officially sell out. Even though when you're fucking uh, uh you know more underground online and all that kind of stuff, that's like you can still be being groomed to be you can still be groomed to be a sellout anyways. Just because something is online doesn't mean that it isn't compromised or it isn't mainstream media affected or anything like that. Like, people, like, really, really fucking think that, like, by pointing out that mainstream media is doing this and doing that, that, that it's, like, the biggest be-all, end-all fucking thing going on. You know. You know, I'm I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, it just it just becomes really really fucking annoying. You know. What else was there? Um. What else was there? Um. Yeah, it, it just I I I just I just I just can't stand Bill Maher's fucking act anymore. Really, man. Like it's it's been that way for a good while. Like it's been there. It's been a way. It's been creepy. Like I'm looking back now. Even when I used to think he was telling the truth, I used to think I used to think that he was a truth teller. When I was more limited in my fucking narratives, because I I used to think that because because he pissed off Democrats and he pissed off fucking Republicans, that that means that he had to be like one of like you know uh one of the good ones and all that kind of shit, right? You know what I mean? And even though and 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 that was when I was in in my in my pretentious atheist phase. Not that I don't support people being an atheist, but like you know a Bill Maher atheist is like it's not something that you should fucking thrive to be because his atheism is disguised as bigotry against specific religions even though he says he, he goes after all religions he doesn't go after all religions not that not the same level he'll put more propaganda against islam and fucking make that be the be all end all and then he'll pretend like you know like, 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 like his propaganda, like he'll say that he just, it's just free speech. But if you're being paid by people to spread propaganda, that means that you're trying to, um, not physically harm people, but you're fucking planning propaganda that fucking puts Muslims in fucking harm and, and makes them feel, and, and makes them feel fucking, uh, uh, so people of the quote unquote liberal ilk won't feel bad about treating fucking them as second class citizens. They don't mind doing that, but then they'll fucking cry about, uh, this fucking pussy will cry about not fucking being able to fucking tell a joke, even though his jokes are, like, corporately fucking funded, because comedians, are, uh, people say wrestlers, personal wrestling, the, the, the lower tier art, or whatever and all that, I, I think comedy now is probably one of the lower tier fucking art forms. Especially when the fucking right-leaning comedians who run shit behind the fucking scenes are some of the most fucking, you know, um, like, they've mentally prostituted themselves out for fucking, cor- for, for corporate love, but, and to get the access that they fucking want. Give me a fucking break. But like yeah, but but, but so, so 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 like with the the whole fucking Hunter Biden thing, 
So, like, I say again, if, see, again, by, by people completely downplaying that there's anything shady going on, you realize by just completely blindly downplaying anything shady going on, you're actually helping fueling the people who are fucking calling out Hunter because there is some kind of corruption going on. And don't tell me that Hunter Biden is not is just a regular fucking citizen. He's not. He's not. He's not the. He's not the president. He's a dude. If anyone from Trump's fucking again, just like the fucking hypocrites who are pointing out Hunter Biden are not fucking pointing out what fucking Trump and his fucking kids have done. But the cold. Don't act like this is some separate fucking thing. Not some kind of connected thing going on. There's obviously something fucking shady going on. And and again by design. You're making it easier for Trump and to uh, these guys to implement their fucking far right wing shit going on. When you have Matt Gates having a petition for uh, 50, the removal of fifty one in Intel officers who were uh, saying that the Hunter Biden story was a non story, that's like by design. They're they're luring you in with with, with the whole anti wokeness and all that kind of shit. They're luring you in basically to. Um, <sighs> They're luring you into basically accepting that because the fucking uh, Democrats' fucking corruption is like being like more presented after like after the after they're the ones who are always talking about how Trump is the most evil fucking person in the most limited ways and because everyone's um uh, the way that they're trained to do politics is by looking at what each president did on the surface because even though whatever was gonna happen was gonna happen by design right but the, but 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 that's what but that's what fucking and and even if, even giving presidents praise for the for limited shit they're doing doing in kayfabe is also stupid, right? But at the same time, but there's the, a the reason why people think by pointing out what each president fucking what happened under each president is this be all end all fucking point and it is big owned to like you know go oh well if you're gonna say Trump is that then then you're not saying this right and it's done by it's done by design so the people who are constantly blaming Trump purposely don't say anything when it's under fucking Biden um, but because it's gonna go the same way it goes but because in the end Trump is gonna get what he fucking kind of wants whatever his people will get what they want you had a had the self preservation of just having the symbolism of calling out Trump even though the these people could fucking educate you more on why it's different, you know, and the trajectory of the president was going to be the same no matter what. But they use, but, but they use specific presidents, so then you can fucking bring in new fucking presidents who are going to be serving as the same fucking people. Uh, they're going to be serving the fucking agenda as the people behind the scenes have been doing with other fucking presidents that they use for their own agendas. It's it's an overall trajectory behind the scenes, in my personal opinion. You know. But again, like, but, but, but you're giving them fucking, but, but, but like, if there's any type of election fraud, and, and that's probably, and the, and the reason why you're, not, you're gonna have people that don't trust the Democrats, and they might not be, like, you know, a Trump supporter, the fact that, like, you already have that out there, that, what's it called, they fucked over Bernie in the fucking primaries back in 2016, you already shown that, like, and 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 also what 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 they've done in other people's countries to meddle with their elections. Even though it's like, even though that it's not specific, it's like it's like what the U.S. Empire fucking does, right? But since like you put that like solely on the Democrats, it's like you you there's some people that will fucking actually agree that there could be election election fraud, even though both fucking parties would be guilty of doing shit. You know what I mean? But this is like a storyline to make it seem like. You know, like the the whole storyline is to make it seem like Trump has been wrongfully fucked over, 
And, uh, you know, and, and, and the people that claim they fucking hate him don't fucking really hate him as much as they fucking think. They put, they, they advertised him for so, for so long, even before he became president, that now what the call it looks like he's an outsider. And then, you know, and, and because people have, um, exaggerated, uh, his threat level, um, for the most pretentious fucking shit, people are not fucking threatened by him because they don't believe a goddamn word. Uh, the, the the fucking mainstream media fucking says because a lot of times they have lied, but now when they're like kind of doing self preservation truths, what's it called just for like because in the end and because when it's all said and done, they can have the credit for being like hey we always told you that Trump was gonna do some fucked up shit, but like you know what I mean but it's you know, I mean it is what it is man I don't know, but I'm telling you but but, but a lot of a lot of these comedians. Are who are who are puppet who who are puppets for the fucking system, are now going to be used, uh, to now fucking you know sell because 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 now Biden's hypocrisy the liberal hypocrisy is at an all time high on some level and then when there's legitimate issues that need to be addressed what the cold only people that get representation for it are fucking limited people in the neoliberal fucking circles so then obviously what the call anyone who's in the uh in in that in those circles are seen as the establishment, but people who are countering the liberal shit are not seen as the establishment, even though they are corporately funded as well as, as the Democrats are. So you're making it easier for them to um, manipulate people into going there. And this Chris Rock and Will Smith thing is another one of these culture war type issues that they're going to use to implement other fucking angles that are going to... You know, this, this is going to be the one that really unites other fucking people. Like you see on SNL with how they fucking are 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 constantly are are now fucking and, and those guys are conservative too, but at at their at like their on surface core, like they could actually be liberal, but everyone's now by design being a fucking villain on purpose. So even me pointing out Bill Maher's fucking hypocrisy, he know he he he's in the, he knows he's in that position to be to have that because now he knows he has to be a fucking villain. You know what I mean? He he constantly just complains about what goes on on Twitter all the time. Like the like like I'm just saying, if you want to be a fucking great comedian, I I don't think like your tactic should be complaining like how I'm complaining about Twitter. Like you know what I mean? Cause I I don't expect people don't expect me to fucking even people don't expect me to know how to wipe my ass properly. So the fact that I can even put together a sentence is is incredible enough, right? The fact that I'm able to get out in the fucking morning and all that, even though uh, you know. Uh, even though uh, you know, can even though Canada is now legalizing suicide for mentally ill people, and, and part of me is like, you know, part of me is like, you know, I should I fucking you know go see if I'm eligible, because I mean, listen, I mean, people say they like me and all that kind of stuff. I'm never gonna fit people's mold. I'm always gonna be somebody that people just fucking hate, despise. I don't think I really... I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just saying that maybe now that I have options, maybe I can fucking be eligible. Because, I mean, no one's ever going to believe anything that I fucking say. No one's going to feel bad. Like, like, there's a thread on the Stern Show subreddit about who they feel bad for the most of all the shit that Howard has done to them. And there, and there's some good ones in there of, of, of what Stern has done to people, right? But under the limited guise, of course. But of course, you think someone like me is going to get mentioned? Because no, because a lot of those people lean right. They fucking hate my fucking guts. And they're really stern show puppets still. So, you know what I mean? And because I wasn't fighting for their cause. And fighting for my fucking own... 
freedom out of fucking being, you know, mentally in bondage to fucking Howard Stern because once they fucking get their hands on you, they they love you long time and they fucking control people in your fucking life to help destroy your mental your mental. And and people have treated me like shit since then on the behest of Howard Stern and my status and all that. And and, and, and now so, so certain people will now be a little bit more nicer to me, but they're still fucking, you know, limited under that fucking guise, whatever, and all that. And and to me, it's like, what's the point of being here? Like, if I have the option to go talk to someone about fucking assisted suicide, maybe I should fucking take that shit. You know what I mean? Like why? Why would I want to fucking be here? Where like literally everyone on on the on the planet is the most pretentious. Everyone's waiting to fucking screw you over and fuck with you. No one's like truly fucking genuine. Everyone's loyalty is conditional. No one fucking actually gives a shit about you. People constantly fucking uh, say they need you, but then they will fucking you know not invite you to fucking like all oh, the the oh they, they they can't let me know because because that will ruin their access and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, they still need me. For their access, because being associated with, like, Imran Khan from the Howard Stern show, uh, fucking, you know, it, it still does you some good behind the fucking scenes. I mean, it, 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 it did incredibly well for a lot of people behind the scenes who use my fucking connections to get, to get themselves in better fucking positions while leaving me out of position and not letting me earn and fiscally putting shit over me. Why, why would I want to be here still? You think anyone gives two fucks about me? They will. They'll only. They'll only give a shit when it's convenient to give a shit, and when the vindication comes, when they can profit off of the fucking news story themselves, because no one actually gives two fucks about anybody. What a morbid wrestling review, huh? I bet you there's some people that might come in to go like, oh, uh, a WrestleMania recap. Let me see what goes on here. But then you know, I have to do the discourse first before I get into that. You know, but I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying I'm. I'm gonna go fucking do anything unto myself or anything like that. But I'm saying, like, if that's illegible. Then I, you know, I, you know, I, I've been talking about how I would love for for, for it to happen. I, I'm not saying that I encourage everyone to do that, but like, if, if people don't feel they don't fucking belong here, and they know that the world is full of fucking shit, like even even like if there's like goodness in the world, it still comes with some corruption. And maybe people fucking know that no matter what, like even if you have a nice aesthetic, you gotta do some corrupt fucking shit to basically be allowed to make any fucking money. On you, you have to be propagandized on some fucking level. And maybe some people just don't can't cope with that. And some people would rather just rest peacefully. I think some people fucking know about their own condition more than fucking some of these people who 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 you know pretend like they're experts on shit. Like, the, the same people that would fucking get offended by me even suggesting that I would want to go do that would get so offended, but, and, and, and it's not like they, they really give a shit, but, like, they would be so offended by that, but, like, at the same time, they won't fucking uh, in, uh, improve their fucking attitude or change anything about them to fucking, you know, show me that they fucking changed. They won't fucking do that shit. Why would I fucking want to be here? Why would I want to be on the planet with people who don't even fucking respect me? But at the same time, they needed my, they needed me for to, to to advance themselves. And a lot of people online fucking do that too. 
And they still wouldn't fucking give me any fucking respect. They fucking think that they can clown on me because Howard Stern clowned on me. None of you will ever be on Howard Stern's fucking level. Okay? None of you will... I don't care what, what, how many celebrities you've met, how many of them you fucked. I don't give a shit how many fucking people you hang out with. I don't care how much access, how much perks you fucking get. You're never going to be on Howard Stern's level. And I will never look at anyone on Howard Stern. That's why I didn't take Bully Ray or Mark Henry shit. I don't care how much respect you got in the industry. At the end of the day, you're Vince, you guys are both Vincent Mann's fucking pimped out mistakes, basically. You guys are, 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 are lower tier prostitutes for Vincent Mann, basically. You, 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 I, I, you'll never be on Howard Stern's fucking level. And I went toe to toe with Howard Stern, and I still live to tell about it. I don't, give any, I don't give a fuck what anyone in any industry has to say about me. They'll fucking downplay me. They'll fucking they'll act, they'll pay people to fucking come and harass me and fuck with me all from all over. And I'm supposed to fucking want to be here for that? Give me a fucking break. If if I if I if I if I if I could be eligible for assisted suicide, I'll fucking take it in a fucking heartbeat. Don't make no fucking I won't make no make no mistake about that. I I I'd I'd go away in a fucking heartbeat if 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 that was eligible. I I would not want to fucking be here. Maybe I'll, I might kind of regret it going in towards it, but at the end of the day, it's probably better for everyone. Cause I don't think I'm ever gonna be, I'm able gonna survive on this fucking planet. I don't think I'm ever gonna fucking trust anybody. I think I'm gonna always be too fucking fucked up from all the stuff. Even if I do get vindication, I'll never be the fucking same for all the shit that's gone on and all the fucking stuff, all the fucked up shit that people have done. And they will never get away with. They don't gotta repent for anything. They can just get away and fucking uh, get all cocky about it. People from my past, people who I met online and all that kind of shit, they can do all the fucked up shit and still fucking uh, and and downplay any of my contributions and all that kind of stuff. And yet still fucking be selfish enough to go no 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 we need them here not because they actually like me because they actually need they they, they need my cosign for some odd reason i'm not allowed to be valued on the surface but at the same time behind the scenes i'm perfectly fucking valued just they keep me at a level you know what i mean and and people are more happy that i'm at a level because once i go past the fucking level then the same people that are being nice to me will fucking suddenly start worrying because because once i unlock my potential the call is it'll blow everyone else in the fucking dust. That's why my analysis of pro wrestling will never be acknowledged because, um, because I'm actually going, I'm actually analyzing fucking the beneath the surface shit. Everyone else is just a fucking sports entertainer who's just trying to fucking you know, um, everyone's just a sports entertainer who's just pretending like they have to have these certain opinions because they don't want to lose their access and all that. Give me a fucking break. Anyways, um, I, I, one last, I, I don't know what's going to happen here, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's going to be a controversy from this, but, like, you know, um, apparently the, the story is Martha Stewart's uh, dogs uh, uh, ate, uh, killed Martha Stewart's cat because they thought it was an intruder. It's like how, like, again, so people are not, so now people are going that she doesn't train her animals properly. So I'm sure there'll be some controversy there that she'll get away with. And then we'll make her the enemy for something. I mean, it could be some ritualistic shit as well. You know, sacrificing your pets, you know, that's like one of the things they fucking do. They don't got to do it in a satanic form, by the way. They can just do it, like, in a, in a regular situation. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that it isn't a, 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 an initiation or a ritual. It can be done under, like, regular people, like, a regular, you know what I mean? Because people think of the rituals and all that kind of stuff have to be, like, some, like, 
this ceremony with like you know candles and fucking the devil and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But you can uh, again, I don't know. But I'm sure this will fucking lead to something. Maybe you know she'll get canceled and she becomes a villain too or something like that. I don't know. But I see that the main angle is that she doesn't know how to take care of her dog. So I mean, we'll see how that one fucking plays out. Anyway, I'm gonna get to the WrestleMania recap. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm holding it off, but you know, it is what it is, man. I'll be back in a second. To recover, to get back into this fight. Well, the Roman Reigns may be in this fight with one arm now. As Brock Lesnar lifts him up on the shoulders, Roman Reigns from behind, and Reigns with another spear in survival mode. Cover for the win. He got it. Going to the show, I was really exhausted and I was not really into the most of the matches on paper other than two or so and I expected not to give a shit because this was like designed in my opinion to be like the most sports entertainer entertainment of all the sports entertainment when you guys when you, when you have guys like Knoxville getting a better building on the card than Finn Balor or Damian Priest. But I was open minded with uh, I was at least hoping that Brock and Reigns match would be something epic since the character dynamic between Reigns and Brock is more compelling than the it was like four to seven years ago between the you know the last two of their mania matches and even if you feel the reign of roman is not is not ending in sight it has no ending in sight it sucks that it doesn't feel like AEW where they've built people up to be the people to the dethrone other fucking people you know what i mean where they have built people up uh you know just to basically you know uh like they haven't built anyone to dethrone him, basically. But you still, but you still can't deny the run has been fucking amazing. Even if in the end it is designed to bite them in the ass, and this company, you know, is going down the tubes moral wise. But it feels like they have designed this on purpose, where they have chased their hardcore base away to another promotion, and now that's catching traction on the next steps of implementing real life shit is happening to advance larger storyline that people could not think is possible. People who th who who would not think that it's possible and at the same time we have shill accounts who are now being used for this online culture war and it's funny that people who clearly shill 
have to limit criticism of one company and then shit on another, then act like they're not shill spending 24 hours shilling, and then they have to do that. Then they do that act like they're now just approaching shit unbiased and just a justification for why they need to have more culture wars, but now under the guise of unbiased fucking, you know, criticism. Like, like your WWE does something dope, I'll give them props despite me thinking Vince McMahon is one of the more evil people in the entertainment, and, and for reason that people dare not mention, the reason where I can spe- speculate despite not it being confirmed, you know. Like, like Matt Hardy was going off on fans who posed to get blocked on as a screenshot, and how toxic they are, and I get there are assholes who do that shit and will get blocked for points, but you want to, you want that shit addressed, talk to your, talk, talk to Tony Khan, or talk to Vince, who are the people who give their underlings incentive to start this shit. People can keep critiquing shit like that from people, from, like, from people from the industry, from, 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 you know, from, you know, people who critique it from the industry heads, right? But if the industry heads don't want to explain how it runs, then maybe, I don't know, shut the fuck up, I guess. Because it just adds, it just adds to the thing that is just like organic and genuine behavior. When people do it because they're paid, which is why I cannot respect Shill accounts' opinions. Because if they do suggest shit that is cool, that's and a good idea, that's cool. People won't, but, but people people won't give a shit now because, like, you know what I mean? Like, because like you've killed all your credibility to like at least me at least. I know other people that are you know full of agendas will fucking accept you and all that. I mean, uh, so, I mean, th- th- those are my thoughts going into night two. I wanted to get it off my chest before I went into Mania, or I'll keep obsessing over it, because once you realize that people are given incentive, it makes me uh, think that people want narratives online, because online there's a grand manipulation going on in all fronts, and the more this, uh, you know, these feuds online continue, the more shit will pop off online. You know what I mean? Like it'll, it'll pop off online from... From, you know, these people that already give you the incentive to do what you need to do. And if anything happens, if anything happens, right, people at the top are never going to take accountability or how they helped organize this shit. You know what I mean? So, like, so like e- e- even, like, the discourse now has become, like, storyline fodder because they, ha- they these companies have trained their fucking fan bases to basically fuel each other while they all get fucking, you know, advancements behind the scenes, you know. So, uh, you know, um... So overall, the show is not good at all. I know I might be the only one to really say that. Who uh, who's being fair to the show? You know, like I, like I got mad at AW shows for trying to be assholes for night one, right? But when you think WWE shows are in the clutch, they just come out and do everyone for night two because this was not a good mate. This was not a good night. And uh, listen, I'm not saying if you like certain things, that means you're a shill. Like there are fun things that I could see that people like, and I'm talking about people online who clearly just have this positive positivity in a very scary way where if you even have a negative opinion people pile on others and sorry the show was not fucking good what you had with austin moment uh, like you know the night one got ruined more nostalgia and it was oh it, it was so it was over so i guess i'm clearly in the minority but at the same time there are a lot of people who cheer on things that are really fucking shitty in life it doesn't make that shit actually good as well so i mean so you, so you can talk about how over it was but it wasn't you know especially when you're paid online to be the shill account who gets more visibility and just give the most mediocre take like these people work hard i'm not d- denying that but it's like you work hard for you not to be like to not be able to give your real opinion because you can't fucking be honest about anything everyone gets and, and everyone gets fucking sensitive and then the thing is people have to, have to shit on things that i like and i get annoyed but i still enjoy what i enjoy like if you have to tell yourself that others take shit seriously you can't enjoy fun then maybe you can't enjoy fun either if if, if, if that is what it is you know 
Like, then why can't you let people say uh, they didn't think this shit was good? It was clearly a waste of a mania night. I think my favorite thing was the On This World, the opening tag match. I like the winner of the women's tag match, even if the match was decent, kind of nonstop chaos. I like that Sami Zayn Knoxville spectacle for what it was, but hardly this game changer Sami fucking said it was gonna be. Like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna eat my words because you got beat by a bunch of non wrestlers in a jackass stunt show. Essentially, like, like I mean, it was entertaining though. You know what I mean? I think Edge and Styles um, was the match. I think it was like the match, single match of the night, and it wasn't even the best work they did. I think. Um, I I mean I I don't know, but this might continue. I think it might continue afterwards, anyways. But uh, what killed me was a Pat Pat McAfee was a theory match. I appreciate what Pat's able to do. I think he's an awesome dude. But this theory shit was like the worst and the most empty thing on the planet. And all the all, and all this for McMahon to then get a win at Mania, and then when I and, and just when I give Stone Cold props after the last couple of years of stating my case that he is someone who gets praised for the Attitude Era, he should also be the blame for the continuous overplayed tropes we have to still deal with. And even though he's over in his own state, I don't, I don't care for another McMahon Austin fucking stunner fest. Like, I just don't care. People will always be attached to the nostalgia and then justify it. Now, people have to be a little bit positive at WWE or they'll lose their perks and access, and WWE's petty like that. So you have to criticize, and not only WWE, AEW as well. So you, have to, so, you, so, you, so you have to criticize in limited ways, and I'm I'm sick of this nostalgia bullshit. Like, it's, it's amazing how many people are just lemmings about certain fucking things with this company. They, they really thought WWE was out to... Um, uh, out of the like, people, people like WWE shows were thought WWE was out of the funk, but because Cody Rhodes finally came back, and Cody, and like I said, Cody keeps doing press. I can't keep up with all he's doing. All I know is these quotes to an interview that are going to be used against him. I love how people think they're actually owning him with these, like, like you guys think you're owning him with like these fucking like you know dunks. Like, his motherfuckers don't know how to keep working the like people in the industry know how to work the fucking internet. Like, he's in WWE, and he essentially turned heel in real life. Like, kayfabe, like, the real-life kayfabe. And he's working, he's working angles against his own com- um, AEW, his old company, while getting a WWE check so he can return down the line at some point. Or maybe go to a new promotion. But clearly, everything he's saying, where he's clearly going back, is, is in in his is basically a work. You know, I'll get to that later, but Cody working at this, like, is he's working this, like, like a grand work when when these companies, I personally think they all work together, and now you and then you gotta deal with a bunch of shill accounts from both companies pointing out who ran from what grind. You know, you know what I mean? It gets it gets it gets too fucking much for me. But I gotta say that in a world where WWE is fucking up creatively, I think Cody might be the one saving grace to now become even bigger before he goes back. And I gotta respect that, even if I'm not a fan of him or uh, of how him and Brandy have become their own version of Triple H and Stephanie on purpose to piss off the internet. It gets fucking annoying, but I don't know why I wanna, you know. I should also point out that people are pointing that Adam Cole ran from the grind, you know what I mean? That's another thing that everyone's saying. He, oh, he he ran from the grind and all that kind of stuff. I I I really I really don't care who, you know. what I mean, people did what they gotta fucking do. But this is how fucking horrible a lot of this shit is now. I I I, I don't know why I want to recap this whole thing, but I went through the trouble of, of recapping shit the best I could, so I might as well just finish it off. But both Steve Austin and Austin Theory, uh, you know, no, sorry, sorry. 
was off, but uh, it was not a good show. I'm sick of the Austin shit, both the Steve Austin and Austin Theory. I think with all the shows I saw this past weekend, I was just about done, and it felt like the good things with this company were saved for night one, and most of the shit wrong with this company was for night two. It's probably the, 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 this is probably the most honest opinion you'll probably get. Like, but but you're not allowed, you're not you're not allowed to have those anymore because of people on both sides of the fence who get upset because they know they sold their soul so they don't have to limit any critique and uh, so 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 people go against their grain they'll get uncomfortable uncomfortable about it because they hate people who have the freedom to their thoughts you know what I mean and I know having the, having having this kind of mental freedom it's a big no no with people in the higher positions. I'm just too old to now just give a shit and keep my mouth shut over stuff going on. Like some some of the shit needs to be addressed. Not like anyone's checking for me anyways. It makes uh, it easier, but I'd rather be where I am being honest about my taste and have to wa- watch what I have to fucking say. It's not that I don't... Ha- and trust me, it's not that I don't face consequences. People use their power to put financial sanctions on me, make sure I'm not allowed to earn with full potential, so they keep me around, but once it becomes known, they'll let it be known how much of a shithead I am. People say this... Uh, people say this is just wrestling, man. Don't take it too seriously, but when there are things online... And accounts being paid and given incentive to constantly stir up drama. Who's the one really taking this shit seriously? And taking it to another level. And then just shows we don't learn from our mistakes in the past. We keep repeating them. This is why, you know, it's fuck brand loyalty for me to all this shit. You know, it just is my fucking opinion. I might as well just, you know. Anyways, let me recap. I'll think about deleting the notes. But I might as well just, you know, get out of the way and create some content for the most people that who are not listening to, which probably is better for humanity that my mentally ill ass is not fucking known as much anymore. Or no one's checking for me anymore. The pre-show was just a bunch of football players shooting their fucking angles with Rosenberg and whatever. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm out of the loop with, the sh- with, with, with uh, you know, football and all that. Cause I used to really give two shits. I, I, I had the pre-show in the background, and man, they really like, just have... Two hours of a whole bunch of nothing. I guess you have to make them feel like they're kind of useful because no interesting takes are ever given. If there is, and it's surrounded by shitty jokes going on. If that's the in- if that's the intent, then kudos to you then, I guess. We had Mark Wahlberg in the intro again. I thought it was Cena for a split second. I was just decided the last it was. Even going to the event. I saw a good joke on Twitter that WWE was probably trying to hide Nakamura away from him. I mean, that one's a deep cut, but it caught my attention. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, I was about ready to retire the fucking word stupendous. This is getting out of control. Triple H came out for some reason in the beginning. He really had to squeeze the amount of time to interact with the fans. Just go for another fucking 15 minutes to get in the ring. He managed to milk the hole, spitting out the water out of his mouth. Shame on, I say shame on you for, anyone for cheering this. this. This is before I knew what he was doing, by the way. I mean, this is all live thoughts. You know what I mean? Uh, I said, shame on you for sharing this. Uh, sharing this. And if, you, if you're there live, the balls of this coming to open at night two... After an exhausting weekend of the Triple H promo, like we need to go back to like a time machine twenty years ago, but we have to pretend, you know, we have to pretend to resp- we respect this guy until we have to hate him again down the line. Uh, he's I go, I go he's taking longer than Taker. He's just taking the he's taking the theme to feel the atmosphere, and I'm like just fucking get to it. It's like like I, I, listen, I I have sympathy. I, the the guy almost died, and I'm I'm sorry, but can you please just move on a little bit fucking faster? He wanted, but but he wanted to come on and say thank you and show us love in the, in the best way he knows how, and he welcomed us to WrestleMania. And I ended up not minding this, but it makes sense why he took so long to get there if this is all he wanted to say. But he leaves his boots in the ring to symbolize his retirement, which beca- which is it's in itself has now become an, a gimmick for a lot of fucking people now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, 
because again, it's just symbolizing that you're not really done. You know what I mean? Because again, Undertaker left all his fucking gear in the fucking you know in the in the ring, and he still. Because Mike Take is once the, one of the more legendary characters in wrestling, break his fucking promise after doing the boot thing, I never buy into the fact that Triple H is going to fully retire. They're just making you fucking think that he's retiring so that they can act surprised when he fucking comes out for a fucking match again. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, you whatever. I was being snarky to do the right, but listen, I, I don't want anyone to fucking suffer the worst of all, all that, but even though he's been through a lot, he's also done a lot of shady stuff, so I'm just tired of the praise of this guy. Unless you're going to be more genuine about the actual nuances of what, of what good he has done at his core, because then all hate the hate and the fucking praise are just all kayfabe reasons to like him or hate him, basically, and for social media purposes. But this ended up being one of the better things on the show. Believe, believe me, after McManshell was begging for Triple H to come out and cut a 20-minute fucking promo, they do an intro for Gable Stevenson seated by ringside. So we get the opening match after fucking 15 minutes or so. This ended up being one of the best matches of the night. I'll say that even though SmackDown division's in the mud, like the tag division's in the mud for real, at least Raw teams are they're feuding, even if it's not booked the way that you want it to be booked. But and they and how they overdo matches, and it's all a shame that you um. It's a it's a shame that uh you know it's a shame that they do because if they had paced out these matches and not do so much in common and booking this match would stand out a lot more and mean more. But they did a good job with the, with it. I was ready for WWE shows to declare this is the best tag match of the weekend just to like kind of shit on FDR and Briscoe because Mania stage gets more attention even if the division is not lighting the world on fucking fire. But this was a really really solid match. I won't lie, and I I, I really thought Profits would win with the shit. I think they should have, but then I thought maybe there would be a good heel turn maybe they'll save that for later or something i'll get into that plus the person in, it involves i i need i need i named just before you know this whole thing happened right but it, it seems people are going to constantly want this guy off television if he shows up but this match had a good a good vibe to it people bought into it it was a it was a typical rk bro match where orton gets the hot tag after riddle takes most of the punishment and it was and, and, and guess what the fucking hot tag was actually really well done i guess during mania season i wouldn't mind it so much right with how it played out it's cool to see gabe um gable featured in a good spot the guy worked hard to be featured more in a prominent spot so anyways riddle gets a bunch of kicks right away on gable montez gets a german on riddle everyone comes in after another crazy uh you know after comes in at they come in one after another basically and throw each other outside until old is the last man standing they all brawl in the ring and then it is left with gable and ford and ford plunges over gable into the corner out of onto everyone else he gable then off the top row does a, does a dope moonsault that would make prime kurt angle jealous uh, Gable and Riddle mix it up for a bit, and then uh, he and Otis do the Lariat German combo on Riddle, and then Gable does a th- his thank you to the course of booze. Otis splashes on to um, put Otis splashes on to Otis. Uh, no, no, no. Otis splashes on to yeah. Uh, I think Riddle. I think it was, and then slaps him for good measure. Um, I think so, yeah. Otis keeps him from getting a tag, but then he, he he's getting awkward, so Gable just takes over and works on the knee and cranks it for a bit. G- Gable gets a dragon screw. 
Oh, no, 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 it was Ford, he was, it was Ford that they were working on, sorry, it was Ford they were working on, Riddle. So then Ford dropkicks Gable, Ford lands face first from the monkey flip variation from Gable. Dawkins gets a bunch of uh, exploder suplexes and spinning suplex, Otis takes him out, Otis get, goes to the ring post corner, but Gable blind tag and gets an ankle lock until Riddle kicks kicks him away. Riddle does a bro to sleep and Orton gets the hot tag and knocks down Ford a couple of times before doing a power slam. Ford counters a draping DT and pulls him outside and strikes him, but Orton back suplexes him, and then Gable afterwards, one by one, Montez sold that shit like, a, like, like it was money, man. Riddle gets docking with the knee, but Orton and Riddle do the draping DT on the Profits. Alpha Academy pulled them out and then um, ran them against a the barricade. They do a tribute to the St Steiner with the, with, with the Bulldog from the top rope, the Steinerizer. Dawkins starts an attack, and then Montez counters, with a mon uh, counters a monkey flip. He, he lands on his feet. The Profits do a blockbuster doomsday device that got some insane height. That was like probably the smart of the match for me at this point. This wakes the crowd up even more. Riddle gets knocked off the apron by Dawkins. He counters an RKO and Spinebusters. Orton topes on the outside, forwards on the top for a frog splash. But Riddle springboards up and then does an RKO onto Mar Montez. And then Gable off uh, off the top. Uh, and Orton catches him with the RKO in midair. Uh, back to back, these were dope dope spots. I mean, I think the top four were the Steiner, the Steiner, the Steinerizer, the Elevated Blockbuster, and the two RKOs they got. I really thought Profit should have should win, but RKO really earned that one. After the match, Profit give them props and hand them hand them a red cup. They all call in Gable Stevenson to join them, and I think a heel turn is gonna happen. They say they and they beat up you know RK Bro, but Gable knocked the Gable. Uh, um, Chad G seems to be confusing with two fucking names. Chad Gable knocked the drink out of Gable Stevenson's hand, and Stevenson knocks. Uh, 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 was he kind of knocked the mic, but Gable still gets the mic and tells him to remember to do one thing when he's in his presence, and he does the shoosh thing, and Stevenson does a belly to belly overhead throw. I'll say this should have just had Profits turn heel and with Gable with Gable Stevenson instead of this shit. I would have preferred new champion so you can you know. Get Orton feeding with uh, Riddle, and so then by SummerSlam we can have heel Orton versus uh, Cody Rose program because there's so much program for him to work. But I thought maybe Gable Stevenson would have jumped RK Bro with them, and maybe you have MVP be the manager for Gable Stevenson, and maybe the heel profits. And it seems he was not with since you know, it seems like you know uh, last year was not with MVP, so maybe MVP has a new hurt business of his own or something. But none of this, none, none of this was over with people online. You know the shill accounts who think that they can point out immoral behavior while working at the behest of a billionaire who are the re working at the behest of billionaires who are the reason why guys like Gable Stevenson Gable Stevenson gets initiated into a club and produces behavior and this guy can't say shit so even though you can be outraged at the rape he committed and got away with the with the, with the legal loophole and you know got for the loophole doesn't mean he's going he's going away these guys are made are made guys and when you need to become an uh when you need to become an issue, it will be addressed. But this, uh, but the insistence of WWE to promote him as a good guy, and knowing that he's going to get complete backlash off this. Um, but people are people people pick and choose who to be mad at when their favorites are doing fucked up shit. At, uh, with uh, doing fucked up shit, like all your favorites are fucked up, and they 
and the and the way they address it is by analyzing and and the way to address it is by analyzing the system behind the scenes. And as long as you make these, as long as you make these uh, these behind the scenes rules secret, you'll never get your answer to uh, why the shit goes down the way it goes down. So even even so 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 even this overshadowed a really good match between them. Like I don't mind RK Bro winning this. We often criticize for not. Uh, we often criticize WWE for breaking up teams too fast after they do the makeshift teams. Maybe they want to wait a full year or something. But having Gable Stevenson on pay per view, having a red cup may have been a little too on the nose. But a lot of these stand accounts are gonna really be vocal during any appearance. Um, you know, like if you're worried about Gable Stevenson being on television, but then you're loving Vince McMahon on television, who's a lot more fucked up than that. I mean, I, I mean, until that, and even with the stuff that's proven that of what he's done, but no one wants to admit that. I mean, you can be upset unless you can be, but unless you want to call out the entire system that produces this behavior, you're not going to change shit by calling out individuals. So, like, have fun picking out uh, one problematic individual time after time to time to make it seem like you call shit out, but with only within limitation. As far as, you know, I mean, I, I, that's my take about it. Because this is going to be a common thing. It's not going to go away. Like, if you think this is going to go away, it's not going to go away at all. As far as the tag team shit goes, I'm sure we'll see all these teams face each other in some capacity. So, like, it had a good night with some good highlights. But I'm sure we'll fucking see this over and over again. <laughs> Apparently everyone has to fucking you know, call me during a time I'm doing recaps. This is what happens when you live at home, you know. Okay, so Omos versus um, I I tell you this is not a fun match. This is, this is almost actually you know, okay you got last year do a win over a monster who has not been pinned or knocked down. It was impressive on on that alone. I thought the match sucked though. Sorry, I'm not. I'm I'm sure almost is a good dude, but he's not really improved as much, and it feels like. The 80s, again, these attraction acts are not as well done in this era where work rate is way more important, apparently. Like, he has the role, but, like, he, he has his role, but this is, like, beneath Lashley to have to face this fucking guy, in my personal opinion. Especially where Lashley has been the last fucking year. I'll just get into it. It's not, it's not that long. It needed it, it, it need to get that psychology of outpowering a big man who has been dominant. Pretty standard, but this is probably... Uh, the probably the weekend, probably the one of the weaker matches of the night too, or or the weekend in general, almost powered out of any attempt of offense from Lashley. They work like a nineteen eighty five big man match where Lashley is powers out of getting his head crushed, but almost keeps uh, uh, you know power you know powering him, you know, and almost attacks him. It, almost attacks don't seem as impressive as he was lured into the corner by trying to do an avalanche. Very sloppy. Lashley, uh, Lashley, some with some Larius tries to apply the hurt lock, but almost powers out and Larius him. I know they're trying to do an old school psychology with a big man, but this is already beneath Lashley. That he, he makes he that even if he makes it look tolerable, it's not going to really impress me too much. Lashley pops back up on the apron to stop almost from coming outside, but almost catches Lashley with a crossbody and almost launches him in the air. But okay, that was a little impressive. Almost does some more basic moves and um, rams him against the corner with a bear hug but Lashley fights out as a bunch of clotheslines can't take him out of his feet then eventually he tries to look for a suplex but almost counters but then Lashley goes back to it and he finally gets a suplex not really that great but you know it's impressive that you got a big man over that but as soon as you can you know it, but 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 he got a pop and he spears him and then he does it again and he gets the win and nothing match that requires no analysis and that even though I'm glad Lashley won this was like a waste for him and I still don't buy that he was really as injured as they said he was and they just love doing this twist and turn booking for social media to make us think we're not getting you know 
So they may think they were not getting a title versus title by doing that, but then they knew where they were fucking going with it. You know what I mean? So this is my new conspiracy that I'm sticking to this shit. But I guess a simple story can be appreciated. But this is not a good match. But I wonder if they're keeping Lashley as a good guy because there's no was no MVP with him. I wonder if that will be the end for him with him. But who fucking knows? I hope they find something for him to do after this, like something that's of substance. But but for all you but but for all you know, they could extend this fucking feud. I'm acting, I'm acting that this is going to be the end of this fucking match. They have a pay-per-view called WrestleMania Backlash, so they could extend it, but really, I hope not. They, 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 I mean, they could have a feud with Brock, but you know what I mean? we got to see what that situation, the title situation is going to be with the title unified and Reigns being a title holder on both belts. I wonder if it's going to be a traveling champion or they just eliminate the lineage, start fresh with a new Reign. I have to see what's going to happen with the titles because Lashley needs to be in something more important. Not sure what you do with Omos, but MVP is going to be a manager still other of uh, other people maybe then maybe almost could be a good bodyguard for MVP. We'll see where it goes though. Uh, Sammy and Johnny Knoxville. Sam, so Sammy said people will eat their words after this match, and I get it, it was entertaining. And at first during my life, I felt it was a standard hardcore thing, but it kept getting a little bit more creative. And it just shows between Owens and Sammy, they're able to sports entertain, and it makes things and make things they do fucking count. And while I feel in kayfabe, or uh, Owens' sports entertainment match was designed uh, in kayfabe for him, to, for him to take a dive, Sammy's in kayfabe felt like an orchestrated match. It felt like the sports entertainment, but the reality show producers. Had have organized so many distractions and bells and whistles, they needed to really amplify their ammo on him to beat him. So, but like in kayfabe, he didn't take a dive, he just had the, he had the stack against him, basically. Don't you love it how I have already conjured up these imaginary rules to explain sports entertainment in kayfabe? This was one of the more entertaining things that I actually wished in 2007 we had gotten this kind of match with Umaga and the jackass guy, with Umaga destroying all of them, though. But that was not for the, that was not to be, and I thought this was like a legit fun thing to watch, even if I don't like how they use Sami Zayn. And yes, he's happy, he's making money, cool. That doesn't mean I can't wish someone to actually be used in a more serious fucking manner. Like, even if you want to do the conspiracy stuff, and now you're going in this performance art direction, like, the result will give him more ammo because the losses will always be the excuse uh, and valid reasoning behind the conspiracy with them. So I did like this promo package for it. And if you didn't watch any of the programming, he would this would have seemed like a lot more tolerable. But I gotta say, I like this match forever the fuck it was. I won't lie. It kind of felt like a big deal with the promo packages. And right, right away, Sammy does a halluva kick right out the gate and then stomps on him. He throws him by the barricade where the rest of the jackass crew is there. Sammy pie-faced Jasper, who's from Odd Future, now with this crew. Knoxville gets Sammy with a fire extinguisher. He pulls out a garbage can full of typical hardcore match weapons. Sammy hits them with the weapons, then cracks them with a the crutch right to the spine, tosses the cra- trash can right into the Knoxville. I was hoping at this point with the, the, some of all the stunts, like, f- like, more like, like, I wanted more Knoxville bringing Sammy into his world, but it just seemed like this is a, I said right here, this seemed like a standard hardcore match. Sammy pulls out stuff from under the ring, and he snaps his fingers on a mousetrap, and he pulls out, like, a huge board with fucking, you know, and... And and ask and then he asked like Johnny Knoxville if he brought this. You know what I mean? Knox, Knoxville, uh, and then um, and then Knoxville uses trash can lids as a symbol to Sammy's head a couple of times with the mouse traps on the floor. It felt like I was at one of those comedy shows. Uh, the egg, the Jason Agnew used to host at the comedy bar. You know what I mean? Like at the end, they all they all walk on like you know. I thought something like that was gonna fucking happen. That that, that would have been hilarious. Um, Sammy doesn't explode to the table. Knoxville kicks out. Sorry, these moves should finish off someone who's not a professional wrestler, but uh, Johnny Knoxville did. 
Uh, you know, but but again, then again, he fought Butterbean, so I mean, you know, Sammy ran ran to do a haluva kick, but Knoxville uses an air horn to annoy Sammy, and Sammy still gets him a little bit, but it kind of took took him out of it. Then Chris Pontius comes out and dances, and he's stripping and doing his character party boy, and dances on Sammy, and Sammy just blasts him with a forearm. Sammy got rolled up. Um, uh, Pat's going buck about how uh, about how this is the first time he sees Chris Pontius' cheeks. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Cole was like taken aback by this, by the way. Sammy, uh, Sammy kicks him under the kicks him under the ring, and then Wee Man comes out of nowhere, starts striking Sammy with a bunch of punches, and the crowd loses their mind to this. He kicks Sammy in the kneecap. He then he body slams, and John, John, Johnny Knoxville gets a tornado DDT. Sammy kicks out. They do a they they set up a structure where Wee Man set up a contraption basically with a boot that would have kicked Sammy, but Sammy does a haluva kick on him. He knocks Johnny down, and then when Sammy was on top, Johnny uh, clicks something, and the pyro shoots out from behind. Like you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a lot, like super loud. It was like it's like fireworks kind, like like you know, like like sparklers. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, and it, it ends up crotching Sammy. And then he roll. And then uh, Knoxville rolls a bowling ball between Sammy's legs. But the machine, and but the machine man, Wee Man, uh, was gonna use Knoxville uses it and kick Sammy in the nuts. Sammy gets slapped with a big hand, trying to avoid being shocked. The big hand was Mark Henry and May Young's grown up kid. So nice to see him get a payday. Uh, I know eighty million people already made the joke, but by the time I'm I'm getting to it right now, even even Mark Henry tweeted about the meme in meme form. I don't know what to you know call that shit that Johnny was trying to shock Sammy with, but I'll just call it the cattle prod. Take it back to nineteen ninety eight, but something that would uh, electrocute him basically. Sammy hesitated to go to the top, but he does, and then Sammy gets tongues on. Uh, Johnny brings you know tongues to his nuts, and then uh, and he and then he goes through the mousetrap board that was set up on a table. It was set up on the on a table or something like that, and then the entire um. Uh, uh, the jackass crew bring in a, a giant mouse trap, and he traps Sammy into this, and then he pins him for the win. I could have done without the Pat screaming about Pontius' cheeks. Chris Pontius always reminded me of that if Stern Show did a Stern Show parody porn, he would play stuttering John in it. I did like the call back to Pat using the quote when the bowling ball hit Sammy in the nuts. He said, who do you think you are? I am. You know what I mean? Of course, uh, you, if you didn't want to... Think of the uh, think this was amazing and all at all fucking cost. You were told you were not having fun, so it's like yeah, I like I like these guys and they did fine job, but I'm so over this overly sports entertainment world. Basically, I think this may be one of the m- main highlights at this point. People will gas everything up so they just feel like you know they're more visible shit. That means every everyone has to agree. I hope Sammy does some good angle after this so so we can get away from this fucking celebrity celebrity shit once and for all, but maybe he should go to NXT. That could probably be well more appreciated, but they'll probably have to do randomness that won't go anywhere. I, I hope not, but, but but the way that I see these things that go to this company, because I don't know what you're going to do with them at this point, you know what I mean? But I'm sure there's there's more conspiracy to foot for this guy, but in all honesty, someone is a, 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 who the, I put a, I put a jacket fan, a jackass fan. This was, this was fucking great, but like, you know, or I put here a giraffe. Uh, the way that I uh, um the the way Sammy sold the offense was amazing. I would have loved to see we Sammy versus Wee Man. Honestly, I thought it was horsewoggle at first, but it was cool. It was a cool match. Pat was screaming about Chris Pontius' cheek was getting out of hand. You know, like holy shit, dude, calm down. 
it's, it's funny he's about to do a match. He's doing, but he's gonna do a match. and He's commentating like the, like the, like he doesn't need to prepare for a match. So like, they're trying to convince him that like the fact that they're trying to convince him the personal issue. This guy's like screaming about press he's like you know it, it's a serious issue with him in theory, and this is like a serious issue. But this guy's like doing commentary, screaming about fucking you know Chris Pontius's cheeks, or whatever. I was I, I was already getting annoyed by all the shit in the end though, but despite having a good time for the antics of the match itself, I, I wouldn't even have had Pat on commentary if he was gonna have a match. Tell you the truth, you know. Um, this was like this is not the greatest match, but all the teams here worked hard and they and they went too fast for some of the typical, and with some of the some of the typical tag team. WWE tropes where everyone gets their moves in one by one on some level, but to me, it was worth it to finally give Naomi a dope moment and Sasha her first Mania win, which is something. But hopefully, with them having the title, maybe they'll put the effort in since one of the four horse women have it, have it because that's like when they act like they kind of do care. But this was good for what it was. I said it during my life thought these women do know how to show out during the you know with the gear and presentation. You might as well you know when the bill for this has not been the fucking greatest but at least the strongest the strongest kept team going in and won the titles it says something when your actual champions going in were probably the weakest built built before mania sasha came out um in a port a porsche or lamborghini i i never know what some of these cars man which naomi and naomi looked fucking badass as well Rhea and Liv came out as catwoman or some type of dominatrix batman shit whatever they didn't like they still didn't outdo how sexy Naomi and Sasha looked, though. But they all look fucking badass. I gotta give the women, you know, credit. They really do, you know, go all out with their gear and make themselves look as, like, hot as possible. I wish I cared about the build, um, uh, but the gear was more interesting part of the build than this, than, than the fucking actual match build itself. Um... They haven't done shit with any of these women other than Sasha and Naomi looking strong, right? So Rhea and Carmella start off, but Carmella then tags Sasha, so Rhea and her face off. They do the knuckle lock, and then Sasha keeps her shoulder up, and then does a bridge. Like, they watched MJF, they watched MJF and fucking Darby Allen. Sasha, um... Escapes a riptide, and Rhea counters a bank statement. The heels pull down Naomi and Rhea, uh, uh, Naomi and Rhea, and then Sasha and Liv uh, both go, uh... Yeah, so they so so, so yeah, so they pull they, they pull down Naomi and Rhea from different sides, and then Sasha and Liv both go do the opposite sides and do a toe on the heels on each side. Liv and uh, Sasha mix it up and do some pinning combinations and counters. Liv gets one to, uh, gets up getting the uh, ends up getting a double knees. Natty blind tag after Liv did the finisher to Sasha. She gets a running kick to the head, and then Shayna goes for a running knee to the face. Carmella Zina back off from from Shayna when she catches catches her snaps Liv's ankle and goes for a foot lock and pulls uh, the uh, pulls on it and bending the ankle. Carmella blind tags and her and Shayna argue and her and Zelina double team for a bit. Zelina does a code red for for a near fall, but Rhea comes in, hoists up at the top, and all these ladies get a signature uh, move on. Each other, Sasha gets the uh, backstabber. Carmella gets a run on Rhea. Naomi gets a, a gets a tag and heads up to the top to splash. Um, Morgan, but Shayna fucking makes her lose her balance. Most of the competitors, you know, go to the top, but Morgan and uh, Liv Morgan and Ripley slide under them uh, for stereo uh, towers of dooms from the opposite corner. 
Um, Naomi rolls up Liv, but uh, she kicks out and finally makes a tag to Rhea. Rhea hits Naomi with the Riptide, but then Sasha breaks the pin up. Shayna gets the tag and connects with the knee to Naomi's head for a two for a near fall. Basically, Natalie gets a tag. Natalie gets a tag and then uh, sets up for the heart attack. But Carmella makes a blind tag. Naomi rolls up Carmella, but Carmella kicked out. Carmella, um, uh, uh, you know, ground and pounds, uh, you know, Naomi, and then it gets a boot to the f- side of the head. Uh, Sasha gets a tag and connects with the, uh, you know, a, a, a top row splash for a two count. Um, uh, Sasha goes for the bank statement, but Zelina pulls Carmella out of the ring. Um, then the, the, the action goes on for a bit, but then the, it goes it goes back into the ring. Naomi and Banks hit Carmella with a sit out face buster code breaker combo for the win. Uh, and yeah, so the match was basically a high high brow, uh, I put it high brown, high brow television match you would find on an episode of Raw SmackDown. But it was like the right winners, and that's all that counts to me at least. They even had a mini team bad reunion with Tamina in the post interview backstage for the online exclusive. Maybe they do reunite. You might as well. You got Tamina running around for the twenty four seven shit, and most of the time. But by the way, none of that shit even made it to me. Thank God they already had their fixture fixture of like sports entertainment possible so glad Sasha got her first win I wish it was for a few that would have been a lot more but I'm glad her and Naomi were uh you know I'm glad for her and Naomi so here's hoping that they're booked with competent competence and we'll see and not see them lose non-stop fucking title matches basically we had Edge versus Styles. Edge had a pretty good intro and entrance. He was like rising up from a seat like a, like a devil himself out of a out of a pit of fire on a high structure and he's really doing that kind of his own version of House of Black, and I'm sure there's some real life, real life symbolism to this kind of shit. But at least Edge is changing now to make his act work. But he was dressed up like in, he was dressed up in get up for the entrance, like he was feeding with the Undertaker. This would have been actually great for him to do this kind of shit when he was actually feeding with the Undertaker back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. But this was cool. Styles cut himself on the mania on on the, on, on the mania. Uh, uh, you know the star by the entrance basically. He didn't, he didn't look happy about that. It's like a minor little cut, you know what I mean. This is probably the best singles match of the night, but I don't think it was as great as it could have been. But I figured this was gonna continue. This is the first battle between them on some level. There was an angle afterwards, and I was kind of right about what would happen on some level. They did good story of Edge working on Styles' shoulder because Edge had fucked up Styles' shoulder in the Rumble like a year or so ago, but this is like a very small deal that most, most people wouldn't fucking know. Like, I forgot, but I'll, I'll forgive them props for trying to incorporate something that, that into a match. But the build was decent for this. It just like it just feels like a very abrupt way of Edge, like, to, like a r- abrupt change for Edge to be doing this shit. I mean, he did bring up the brood shit during the Seth feud, but I just thought they were just trying to tie in how Edge and Seth started off, but now they're kind of doing a modern version on on this on some level. Maybe they'll get Gangrel to show up at some point. Anyways, we got some indication where this is going to go and who will be part of the stable. Edge goes for the rope, so there needs to be a clean break. They kind of tease doing each other. um, What was I? Goes for a clean break. Edge goes for the ropes to be a clean break. They kind of tease going at each other by starting the pace, starting the pace. Eventually, Styles catches the end with a drop kick, arm drag after he did a leapfrog. Edge gets kicked in the hamstring. They counter. They do some counters and moves like backslides, roll throughs, etc. Edge dodges a spear attempt, but then Edge stopped him. No, Styles. Styles avoid dodges a spear attempt, but Edge stopped himself from getting into the ring post. 
Uh, like they don't want to make the first mistake. Like they actually they don't want to make the first mistake in the match. Styles eventually gets a knee to the jaw on the apron as they try to avoid each other, going in and out of the fucking ring, missing the running kick, etc. Sometimes I can't keep up with all this shit, so I remind myself not not to take in every single fucking move. Like don't be eager to write down every move. Edge Edge got his knees up to counter a springboard four fifty, and he's screaming in pain. See, did I need to mention that he was screaming in pain? The Edge was screaming in pain. Is that pain a better picture for you? I don't know. Edge gets the advantage. It's clear they they were doing this methodical pace for this match. And when I want to recap this, it, um, and when I want to recap this, it can be shitty for me. So I I'll simplify basically. You know what I mean? Edge sends Styles straight up first into the corner. Styles fires off some chops and strike, but Edge catches him with a really aggressive abdominal stretch. Dro- drops him, drop drop um, and drops some bows on him. Basically, you know elbows i'm using so i don't know why i'm using fucking ludicrous as fucking wording of it um styles gets styles gets a dragon screw edge gets a shoulder breaker Edge keeps working on the ribs so they're telling a good story but but because edge is not allowing styles to get the pace he wants Edge just keeping him grounded style popped his shoulder back in place edge lured style in, into a uh, into charging he aggressively eats the second turnbuckle styles right out of nowhere um out of desperation he suplexes edge into the turnbuckles Styles gets some ground and pound on him Edge drives style's arm down on his knee and edge stretches his arm back, uh, but Styles hits a pelly kick, but Edge moves, Edge goes for the cross face, Styles counters and tries to get a, uh, Styles clash, but eventually Edge cuts, gets a cross face, and Styles gets him, gets the ropes, Styles catches Edge with a spear attempt and kicks him in the chest, on the apron, then springs into the ring for DT, he goes for a top, he goes to the top, but they fight, they, they fight off, and eventually it ends up with him being on the ground, and Styles getting him with a torture rack bomb of some sorts, and then, uh, the commentary put over um, um, they put over the, the bad arm lessen the impact of the move Edge gets the execution ed- edu- for a near fall Styles gets snapped German they do the bouillet spots with strikes they speed it up then Edge high boot Styles with a p- and then uh, uh, high boots him and Styles Pele kicks him and they get the, and they get the calf crusher but Edge transitions to an arm bar and then the cross face and Styles bites his fingers Edge does an Edge-O-Matic for a near fall Edge gets uh, Styles off at the top and then gets him with a slingshot sit out power bomb sit out power bomb they fight on the apron and styles knocks edge on the other side of the apron they're teasing a superplex but it kind of happens from the second rope onto the ring apron that would look that looked fucking nasty styles did what uh, did it to edge styles gets a springboard for 50 on edge for a very close near fall styles is the for the phenomenal forearm but edge avoids it style avoids a spear eventually gets a styles clash Styles goes for the forearm again, but suddenly Priestess shows up, and Styles is distracted, and he, go- he goes through with it again, and Edge just spears him in midair for the win. Priest and Edge laugh maniacally and kind of greet each other while, like, one's on deck. You know what I mean? It's like, Priest is, like, like, you know, on his knee, basically, like, on, 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 and, like, basically, he's like Undertaker and fucking, you know, uh, Edge is like Paul Bear, basically, even though Edge is the leader, and Priest is, like, seems to be the guy that's, like, you know, being groomed for the spot, basically. You know? You can't say this is random because they did have some, you know, interaction in January uh, on Raw when he was asking Edge for advice and all that kind of shit. Maybe Edge is the reason why he turned heel. Maybe that would be the fucking reason. Maybe, like, you know, maybe that would be the motivation that Edge told him what he had to do and all that kind of shit. I thought the match told a good story, told a good story between the shoulder and the ribs being worked on. I don't think the matchup went into next gear, but it was a cool matchup. Definitely the matchup of the night as far as singles matches go. 
I still like the opening tag match better, but this was the the, the this kind of match was kind of cool. And I looked at Priest's joining in. This is start off with the tag team, and they face Balor and Styles, who will then tease two Bullet Club leaders against these guys. Does Balor end up joining Edge and turning heel himself? There are many people who could join this, and maybe maybe Ali wants to join. Maybe 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 it's not going to be exclusive to just men. Maybe Rhea and Liv actually join uh, the stable. Maybe they at least have Rhea who might turn heel, and she's dressing even more goth than usual. But there are a lot of people who could join the stable with Edge basically being. You know, Undertaker during the ministry ministry days. Of course, there will be a lot of Illuminati like videos on this because the aesthetic of symbolism involved. You know, in all this, but this was a cool match, and I should have just stopped after this fucking match. I was really done with all this. There was like, the, like you know, I was really done with all this. like like there's just way too much for me to fucking keep up with with all this. But at this point, I like that Priest didn't. I like that Priest didn't f- physically interfere but this pressure was uh, but like this presence was important enough to look to uh, for it to look like AJ they they to really take AJ off his fucking game basically where it's kind of AJ's own fault for paying too much attention to him but it helped edge with the spear for the win a really good finish but I, it didn't really get into past it didn't get past second gear for me I'm not going to shit on this because I know there's going to be another match since I expect a lot of rematches on WrestleMania backlash uh, so they need to keep fucking branding going on for that pay per view. But overall, one of uh, one of the better matches of the night, and this should have uh, maybe been on night one, maybe. Uh, New Day versus Holland and Sheamus. You're better off not putting this on the fucking card. Like it's cool they got on, but I know it it, it wouldn't have made a difference anyways. My take is that it was it's so sad that one of your more uh, over acts in the company in the last decade are constantly undersold despite being given the aesthetic of all the accolades over the years. But I never thought their booking was always as strong as it as it ever could be. Like even when they even when they you know had the fucking tag titles for the longest reigning thing, right? Even though that's that's, that's like the great accomplishment, they never like made them like super fucking threats. Like it was more like just like comedy fucking acts. They were like mainly, you know, you know what I mean, like you know what I mean, and and, and, and yeah, I don't know, man. Just you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Pete Dunn, but this guy is basically a dog who can't control himself nonstop. They, like they, they look like they're doing the. I I said I think I said this joke before, but they look like they're doing Peaky Blinders if it aired on Nick at Night, basically. You know what I mean? But Dunn acting like a dog or a toddler is not gonna be working for me. But whatever. No more to say about this match. Kofi and Woods were wearing Biggie inspired singlets, the same color scheme he was he wore when he won the WWE title. So they're making their importance known with just wearing gear. That should be the story since the creative has been shit. Right away, the heels attack the baby faces, rip their rip their um, jackets off, and Butch slams the jacket onto the commentary table. New Day fought back over and over again, and Kofi gets in trouble in paradise against Holland. Sheamus pulled out Kofi. The Butch is trying to get at these guys, but Sheamus holds them off. They're avoiding him. Woods gets a basement flatliner onto Ridge. Kofi gets smashed on a table by Sheamus. Uh, he got like you know, uh, not smashed on a table. He got hit with a fucking bro kickish. Sheamus blind. Sheamus blindside. Um, he yeah he blindside he he blindsides uh um, uh you know uh Woods and then Ridge gets a Northern Grit for the win and Butch attacks afterwards for a bit, really random and you might as well cut this match and it feels like New Day could be on the out soon in my personal opinion they wore singlets to support their friend who broke his neck and you have the guy who broke the neck win that went under in two minutes. 
this company really does, like, this company really is going to hell. I'm sure, like, all of this is on the surface will lead to real-life stories about how they were dis- being disrespected for some odd reason. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know how I feel about the, these fraternity initiations taking place and all that, you know what I mean? Um, we had to take a show up again. I wasn't sure if they were showing a fucking repeat of the night before, but, like, you know, but the featured Lamina clip I posted on Twitter summarized it enough. How many times has this guy got to say fucking hello? Like, I get it. He's taker. You get to pop two nights in a row, but I just don't care about this guy anymore. I don't care about the... like, And, and I don't care about the politics, which he makes known. And I know a lot of people... A, a lot of people... Like, a lot, like a lot of people... Uh, like, I, I know for a lot of people, his politics and donating to a white supremacist and Dan Crenshaw is not a deal breaker, but people get up in arms for less powerful people doing one problematic thing, yet people want to kiss Taker's ass because of their non-stop obsession with nostalgia in the case of the fucking member berries. They showed a dope promo backstage for Pat. I wish he would have, um, you know, I wish he would be, you know, I tell you something better where you buy into it. You just feel the extra sports entertainment that's completely obvious in the, in the you know, st- in the storyline that's, like, like it's scripted within the storyline in my personal opinion, right? So, so Pat was a theory. The match, was, the match itself was decent. I know people online who are lashed onto this company and, and don't want to mess up their friendship with people who, uh, like, and mess up their friendship with people. They, they, won't gi- they won't give you an honest answer or anything about it. But other than Pat embracing the wrestling shit, which is cool, this match, even if they performed it well, even if Cole standing up during the commentary and screaming to take Pat's side, basically, you know, paying tribute to Pat by standing up, I fucking hate this and I don't care for it and I'm not getting I, and I'm not getting paid for this so I can be honest. Everyone just has to hype people up and get things because of their access and they'll never give a proper answer. They won't be allowed to be talking heads in a documentary if they badmouth their shit. If they if they go above their limited criticism, everything from this point forward it just it just sucked to me. I don't fucking know anymore. And then when Vince uh with a Vince of afterwards was just the fucking it was like the most stupidest shit I ever seen. People claim they hate him, yet when you, you want to see this fucking transparent sports entertainment shit. Like, there are arguments since Pat wrestled Vince afterward that Meltzer and the Dirt Sheets were right. Basically, they're doing these kind of stories for the online discourse, so we get more shitty sports entertainment um, of which media platform got shit right and who didn't. It's just all, it's a bunch of shitty extra stuff going on. Like, this is where we are now, where, where we are now, where media personalities who are sports entertainers acting on who is right. When literally the entire discourse around it is done by design. It's, it's getting so fucking old. These people, these are people that I'm supposed to take fucking seriously. Like, I'm supposed to take Meltzer fucking seriously. Like, fuck out of here, man. These shows are, are no better, and it's, you can't trust anyone's opinion because everything is just fucking compromised. It's about which click you're tied to and what perks and access you get, and these people are the ones who are supposed to be leading us with their thoughts, and we have to pretend they're the most fucking credible when none of them, you know, are, are, for the most part, are credible. There's only few people that, who, who cover this that are credible to me. Even if I don't agree with everything they say, but you know what I mean. There's few, there's a few people that I do fucking think are credible. If you have a problem with with you know with what I'm saying, then you know go negotiate a better fucking deal for your soul. Not my fucking problem. So Vince comes out to looks like a fucking corpse. I have no idea how this guy is walking. He makes an introduction for theory. They take a selfie together. Pat comes out for the White Stripes song that's infamous. And he has Dallas cheerleaders with him for the intro of the entrance. At least he's making this shit a big deal. He punts a football into the crowd. Pat fires on the strike and people are into it. Theory attacks his throat, stomps on him. Pat has a spinning elbow. There's a jumping Rana that's... 
Theory oversold it, but it was fine. It was good. But that got the crowd invested. Theory with the backbreaker to the, to the knee. The crowd sings the theme of Pat's theme, which is cool. I just wish the feud was better for this for someone that I actually care about. Theory gets a suplex and talks about the crowd and checks for approval from Vince. Pat gets on with a suplex. Pat knocks Theory off the fucking apron, hits a table. Pat gets on commentary and talks about how his parents are watching beat up a douchebag. And he slams Theory a bunch of times against the commentary table. Theory moves out of the way with this, uh, of a senton and Theory goes for the spin the spin out slam he does. Pat brings the um bring uh jumps on the ropes for a superplex, but then he ends up back looking off black black sorry back flipping off and then uh he when it couldn't happen but then he jumps back up into the superplex which was impressive the theory takes out his knee when he was going for the punt i i couldn't even pretend to be interested in this one at this point pat rolls out of a um rolls out of a counter uh rolls out the counter theory's finished and, and then wins the match but he won the roll up the crowd goes nuts for this uh you know um and cole's training looks like this is the most compelling story that's ever been done Sorry, I love Pat. He did well, but this match was fucking useless. And then Vince teases he's going to get into the ring. He doesn't. But then he does again. He takes his suit off. And then his tie. He takes off his shirt to reveal the Vince McMahon black tank top. And the ref is in the ring. And before anything can happen, Theory attacks him from behind. The bell rings and Vince clotheslines him. And he slams him his head into the buckles. I, I, I just probably didn't care about the novelty. It feels like you, this is one of the worst nights of mania with some of this shit. If you ever need a symbolism in a, in a match form of how somebody gets over and then how how Vince destroys of this momentum. This is it right there. Theory pulls him down toward the ring post, crotches him. At this point, I was glad we got this, uh, this shit. Uh, uh, at this point, like, you know I mean? You gotta be happy that we got this shit over a more, a more compelling New Day match, right? Uh, eventually, Vince pins Theory for another fucking stupid finish. Theory goes to the ropes like he, like he's Austin and hugs Vince. I was saying on social media that this is not the Austin McMahon then pairing that I wanted to see. But then Steve Austin actually came out, and I really did not want to see this pairing at all again. Uh, and I, I, I ate my words. He stuns Austin Theory. He teases Beanie McMahon, but Vince is kind of scared and wants no part of it. To attribute the fir- and, and and to attribute the first stunner, Austin after drink, you know, the drink of beer, and Austin did a stunner on him, and McMahon sold it worse than he did the first time they fucked up and then patted him drink beer and then he stuns pat what a waste of a fucking time bro honestly i love how they acted like this was pat's first match and then he didn't partake in a war games match or have a single match with adam cole but to me this was a uh, to me this was, they, they had a good showing for for austin for you know for austin uh, uh you know uh, steve austin for one night one right and they needed and then they needed to form austin mcmahon again and i guess they needed a final mcmahon steve austin thing to be the actual austin mcmahon not austin theory and i don't even care that pat got stunned afterwards because he's not a regular roster member but why did you just put us through all of this just to be the end result and i wish austin would negotiate not to play the hits like, like he talks about respecting the business etc but why would you get booked in this shit that is designed to just be nostalgia constantly like you've been doing the same shit for the last 20 years whenever we fucking see you and i'm already like i'm, I'm already in a time in my life where i don't look at the uh at the attitude era fondly and thinking of how much damage it had done to the industry in the long term with these overly transparent sports entertainment segments in an area in, in an era where they're not making 
stars and more fucking things up. That we, we, we need we need more Austin uh, Austin shit to take uh, take place. Basically, if they actually wanted to do a compelling segment, they could. But Austin does not you know d- does not nick any of these ideas of him going to Stun McMahon doing and doing a shitty job at it. And of course, people will eat this up. And fine, you liked it, that's cool. But I I just fucking hated it. And anyone who covers uh, anyone who online who covers you know this. That didn't mind this tells me I can't really trust your opinion as as much as much on things. This is not even good sports entertainment. Sammy enjoying Knoxville, that was fun entertainment. That was good. Again, I'm not hating sports entertainment. That was good, but it's not just. But this was just utter shit. Everything about it. I I don't care about Vince. I don't care about Austin Theory. I don't care about past wrestling ability. Even when he's a good dude, I just don't care about Steve Austin at this point. I was not looking forward to this segment. I, I was not looking forward to the segment with, o, with Owens. But guess what? What the called they got me with, with that. Even though people are gassing that up as well, that Owens segment like it's going to do wonders for his career. The man couldn't beat a sixty year old man, right? Right. But the, but this but this overdone. I see again. He couldn't be a six year old man. I have to I have to come up with contract theories and kayfabe. Why fucking why why Owens lost? He took he took a dive so he can get a mania payday basically. See that that's more compelling to a controversy going on really. You know. Everything about this sucked, and, and and one day when a lot of you get free from having to sell your soul, you'll agree with me on this too. I wish Attitude Era can just fucking just die off once and for all. It's like, you know, it, it, it's complete uh, fucking shit. And the next generation of talent had to fucking suffer from the shitty tropes they didn't want to get rid of. This is why New Day couldn't get a longer match when they were trying to pay tribute to their friend or or, or get competent booking at all. Well, you know, and I'm not, I'm not supposed to be pissed off because everyone's so fucking phony. I can't wait for the You people you people think wrestling so serious. Yeah, I, I, I take this seriously. If they removed your perks and access, let's see how fun and loving you would be since you're acting like some good old-fashioned positive person who's just happy to be entertained it doesn't have to be anything to do yeah because like that doesn't have anything to do with your access or anything like that whatsoever right Brock and Reigns you know I thought this match was going to be different because of the heel and face dynamic and maybe they're saving the good shit for the for this match, since their Saudi match was not that great, and they promised blood and all that shit, like in a pre AEW world, that would be fine. Since they're taking, since they're talking shit to each other, and it would not deliver the grueling shit, whatever. I'm used to that. But since AEW consistently delivers when they make those promises, I figured they would be setting the match to the standard, to to stand out while Vince purposely dumb shit down, uh, dumb down other shit, so this could look epic. Considering this company has given Brock permission to literally open up Randy Orton for real, so why wouldn't I expect? To gruesome shit for this. You advertised this, and I had to sit through a cowboy Brock doing shitty sports entertainment. And all we got was spamming finishers that WWE shills give, you know, AEW people shit for, and everyone's okay with this. Sorry, it's, it's long past my interest, and I've given Reigns prompt for a title reign. I think it's one of the best, even though they, they, they fuck over everyone else to the detriment of him. It's going to end up being one of the decisions that will fuck up this company by design as well. But there clearly is no end in sight for a big pay, pay payoff of who will dethrone Reigns. I know the plan is him and Rock, but that doesn't need a title. And I'm sure if it isn't the plan uh, for the title, then someone on the roster... Th- like, if it isn't a plan, like, it will be seen as an accident, not because it was planned out. So, you know, because, because, because nothing, you know... Uh, because nothing good can happen if it's, like, an actual plan. It has to be by an accident. It has to be that there's something more than the you know to the shit because of how they market it. But this was this, but this was like one of the worst mania main events. They gave Reign six mania main events, and all all but two have stunk. 
People should have the first Mania match with Brock, but I really actually liked that one before Seth even cashed in. And of course, the second one, the second, second, the second one was last year that I liked. Keep in mind, I always supported the results of the main event that he was in, like you know, with him against Triple H, Undertaker. On paper, it looked impressive, but Reigns in real life was designed to be this controversial figure. But people think they're dunking on WWE by pointing out Reigns has stunk it up. They know, like they know, they have people who will blindly support them, and then they they organize the discourse for the supposed anti WWE people. It's, it's how Vince can manipulate shit, and people wouldn't even know it. You know, it's, that's what's scary about it. Reigns and Brock have epic entrances that feel like a big deal, even if I wasn't into the build for the most part. I do like both their characters, where they're, where they're opposed to their previous matches. Heyman does the intro, and Brock does his own, and then they promote... Uh, they promote this is the biggest Mania match ever. Brock takes his gloves off. Brock strikes his knees, hands, but Reigns um, drives Reigns into... Uh, no. But Reigns drives Brock into the corner after Reigns got... after uh, No. Brock drives Reigns into the corner after Reigns got the advantage for a second. Brock drives him into the other corner. Reigns fights out of a German but gets belly to belly suplex a bunch of times. They're all overhead throws. Reigns gets clotheslined outside. Heyman begs Brock to stop. And he tells him he loved him before Reigns spears him through the barricade. Brock uh, breaks the count and Reigns spears him for a near fall. Gets a Superman punch and another one. Brock is laughing this off and catches a third with a, with, with, uh, with a German. He did it five times for the next while. Over over the next course of the few minutes. Uh, Reigns slides off from an F5 attempt and shoves Brock into the ring pose. Then gets another Superman punch. Reigns goes for the spear, but Brock catches him for an F5. Gets another and gets another almost, but then you know somehow Brock stops from being sent into the corner and then bumping into the ref. But Reigns spears him into the ref and then low blows him from behind. Then Brock uh, um, um, hits Brock with a title. Then Brock kicks out. Reigns did a spear to Brock, but it looked awkward. I know why he would. Uh, I know why he would target the kidneys, but he just looked like really, really bad. You know, Reigns spears him again, but Brock gets him with a Kimura lock, and then, and then, and then he headed in for a while, like a deep one. And he, and he, uh, you know, rings to the ropes eventually. Heyman screaming that he has his tribal chief to encourage him. Brock goes for the F five. Reigns counters it with a spear. Roman po and wins, and then he poses with both titles basically. Overall, I didn't mind the result. We'll see if the title will be its own lineage since Vince said it would be unified universal title. So, do they keep the universal title lineage and they do and they or, or and then they create a new title for Raw? Some people think they're gonna separate the titles again. This is just a temporary, and that and and and, and that could be. I, I could see that. You know what I mean? Because again, something because maybe because Cody said his goal was to win the WWE title, and now if you get rid of the WWE title lineage, he's gonna win a a watered down title that was just created for another fucking brand split. But who fucking knows at this point? People think Reigns could be staying on Raw while you have Ronda covering SmackDown to make that main event title scene. You know what I mean? I feel like Reigns is actually hurt from the armbar that Brock put him in. Uh, he could barely hold the titles at the end. So I hope he's okay. I didn't. I just didn't care for the match. I didn't care for the spam finisher. I, 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 and if I never see Brock versus Reigns again, it'll be too soon. One of the most forced rivalries since Orton and Cena. But at least Cena and Orton in the, in the latter years of the rivalry actually served the matches pretty good. Brock and Reigns don't have as good chemistry together. The face and heel dynamic was better for this feud than the, the, you know, this time around because Reigns is good at what he does. But this was like not a match I really liked. And this is what you do. This is what you do, do to promote promote as your biggest match ever. And we get spam finishers. And I, I really thought this was a, sh was a shame because Reigns matches since the heel turn have had good wrestling psychology 
around them that people don't give him credit for. But this was not good, and it was just a not not main event worthy to me. I I know I I know I know I know what you do because I'm looking for. Uh, I I got what to do because I I'm looking forward to Rogers and see what Cody does because there's still you know there's still uh you know uh, uh, a lot of promotion that can be done. The first match was a was a return, but now you can have ammo off from everyone against Cody because he'll be proven to be the hypocrite, and everyone online will think you know they're doing God's work by pointing out this is one of the worst Mania nights that I've ever seen. And I, I and because of this, it takes the entire two nights thing and down a peg. Like I was happy with just night one, and I could have skipped most of the most of the night two shit. People have to fucking lie about how good this was because they you know they they get turned into this by the people in the industry who control them manipulate them to be loyal and if you don't think there's fucked up people who have their fucking cult and you're probably part of one and you don't want to accept it i mean this company promised blood if you want to be honest that is worse than the barbed wire exploding shit that they promised at least that was part of an angle they they still say it was an accident but that will eventually be addressed down the line and then you had the match where you promised the most gruesome shit possible and you have a bunch of shitty spam finishers whoever helps write that with this company you did you you can eat shit the only one solid I watched uh, is at home. I didn't go out to watch it because if I complain about, you know, the ending people who have connected with, with these wrestlers, they get super offended on their behalf because they're all part of some fucking cult. Night one was but was the best night. Nothing on night two was that fucking great. The, the tag match was probably the most exciting match. Solid Edge was probably the better singles match. Um, but everyone else, you can keep, you know, it was complete shit, you know, and, and, and the, the, the winners of the, of the tag, women tag match, you know what I mean? This is gonna, I mean, it's gonna offend the people who are close to the company and get perked by because they're sociopathic, they think that, you know, the, the, the they think because they're, you know, they're good for selling their soul, they, and have limited, uh, in, limited what they can fucking say that everyone else has to be too. I personally can't wait for Dynamite, and, uh, and you know, and I still think the FDR Briscoes is still the match of the weekend to me. Maybe Becky, Becky and Bat Bianca come close to me because it's on a bigger stage, but I'm still looking forward to Raw because I want to see what Cody will do and what he's, he's going to be hated for, so we'll see what's going on. Uh, hold on. All right, take it easy.